Hi guys, Paul here with a cold open. You might notice that the sound is a little bit different. This is because we were not able to meet up in the studio as we would normally like to. This is because at the time of recording, we're still going through the 2020 COVID-19 virus pandemic. Rest assured, we're going to try to get things back to normal as soon as we can, as soon as it's safe to do so. But uh, and for the time being, thanks for bearing with us. Anyway, on with the show. Welcome back to One for Paul, the show where I, a non-pop culturist, get inducted into the world of pop culture by my friends, co-humans, and nemeses. Joining me today is my former nemesis, now friend, because good lord, we're doing a good movie this time. Hey, I love Gremlins. <laughs> hi, hi Mufi. Oh, wait. <laughs> hi, Mufi. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Paul. How are you doing? Oh, I am okay. I'm glad we're not doing low-rated movies again because, man, that was a tough couple of weeks. It really was. Welcome to <laughs> Goblins, the story of a community ravaged by raids of adventurers learning to come together and defend their land. <laughs> As a D&D player, this makes me really happy. Oh, me too, yeah. I've always <laughs> wanted to run a goblin campaign, but all th- oh. all my players always want to play the wacky races, right? Yeah. Like that show yeah, whose oh, name no, I forget. Great. Yeah, that that one. That that other video podcast. The wacky races? I was I was yeah. referencing a TV show from like Hanna-Barbera. Oh, I thought you were referencing Critical Role. Oh no, I don't watch that. I've been told it's good, though, so I'm sure... It's very good. Yeah, so you were a real surprise that I hadn't seen Gremlins. It's a Christmas movie! Okay, but I... It's a very old Christmas movie. You you sent me some very intense what? (laughs) I did. (laughs) That was was a very intense what? I think, uh... Explain why. I I don't have any conception of this. Like, why, why is it this shocking to you? It's just, it's everyone I know, like literally everybody I know has watched Gremlins. I have a, a little Gremlin toy that sits in my front room on oh, the, yeah. my DVD stand. And I have had friends come in and go, oh my God, Gizmo! And just freak out because <laughs> it's it's a thing apparently for like our generation where Gremlins is just like, yes, everyone has to have watched it. My housemate, when I told him, kind of looked at me like, what? <laughs> I mean, again, I think people are not quite understanding the point or pr- or purpose of the show <laughs> if they're that <laughs> if they're surprised I'm watching it. But okay. Well, yeah, there is that. that you know, we 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 shouldn't be surprised, but well, like, we're still always shocked. When like, we I'm it. aware. I'm aware that like we all know this isn't a secret. But it's such a good Christmas movie. Well, we'll such uh, a good Christmas movie. We're gonna go through it and. Uh, <laughs> Starting with the fade in to what looks ah, like yes. maybe Hong Kong, I guess. So uh, we're immediately introduced to Peltzer, who I guess is our main character. He's an inventor, and he's got a unique yep. story to tell. He's a, a, an inventor of stuff that you don't really need. Yep, we know about this because he tells us so via the magic of voiceover. Yes. And it's, and it, you know, that is fantastic. I think that character itself... He's he's written very well. Like it, he is such a well written character, and played so well as well, which made me happy because he's he's just so sort of doesn't get the ridiculousness 
of what he's doing. <laughs> he's a very earnest man, which we're going to come to. Uh, I guess this isn't Hong Kong. This is a Chinatown somewhere. And Peltzer yes. is here to sell stuff to people and find a present for his kid for Christmas. Cleverly, I noticed the detail yes. here. Uh, did you notice the wrecked car that he goes past or the crashed car that he goes past? No, I didn't. So he, as he walks down the road, uh, lead, mm. led by this young teenage boy to his grandfather's yeah. shop, they pass by a car that's like smoking from the hood or something. Uh, so that <laughs> is called an AMC Gremlin. Oh. It is a very, it's a oh. famous kind of car. Like Clinton had one, like uh, people of a certain age had that car as like their first or second car. Chances are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, looking at it, it it I, that looks really familiar. Yeah, so it's uh, I I'm not super a car guy, but I know a famous car when I see one, and I sort of went, "Hang on, that's kind of funny." So Peltzer is led down to a shop by a young teenager. Uh, once inside, it's yes. sort of like this super cool like curiosity shop. No, no price tags on anything, or like no. display cases or cash register or any indication that this stuff is for sale nothing at all but it, it's apparently a shop so you would assume that the things in the shop were for sale so peltzer tries to sell the old man at the counter his new invention it's the uh, bathroom buddy the bathroom buddy. which frankly i i'm actually kind of scared of <laughs> but it's also so 80s in its design it looks that uh... it just gets me it's, um, hmm. So one of its features is it will spray you with toothpaste at the press of a button. Yep. For when you need to smell uh, minty fresh. Yeah, it, ha it's, it happens all the time. It's, uh, you know, it's you're real easy to clean. It's oh, fine. constantly. He's a very good salesman. Oh, yeah. Like an un unfathomably yeah. good salesman. I Honestly, I would probably buy water from him in a lake. Like... <laughs> He could get me to buy mostly anything, I feel. Now, let me be clear. As a business owner, I probably wouldn't be like, yeah, send me a case of those. I would, however, be like, yeah, you know what? You're uh, you're an inventor. Like, yeah, sure, I'll buy one. Why not? How much? I don't know. They yeah. never say. But uh, it's pretty pointless. They never in a say. Way, because it takes up more space than carrying each of those items separately, like your toenail clipper and your, and your whatever yeah. have you. Because you could like slot them around things, whereas now you've just got to find space for one large item. It, again, it's a very eighties design and feels very accurate. It feels very the, like. Do, have you ever flown in an airplane before and have no idea yes. what flying in an airplane before means? Well, hey, you no. probably <laughs> need this thing. If you could tell me that this thing can get through airport security, then I'd be like, oh, all right, actually, fair enough. Yeah. But failing that, it's just this big you brick used of a to thing. Be able to. I guess in the 80s, there was no airport security. You could just walk in. No, it came through for, for something yeah. completely different. So Peltzer is distracted by a noise at the other end of the room. It's some sort of tiny, cute, Henson-esque puppet creature. I'm shocked yes, that I you know the tune to that, because to me it was just like, oh, he's singing. A couple of notes. It's not no, terribly it's, memorable. It's, it's all right. It's a tune. It's 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 cute and adorable. I would hardly um, describe I this as a it. tune. Sorry. Yeah. A melody. Beatles songs. Tune. This. Nah. <laughs> I'm talking that, but. 
So yeah, I always found it cute. So it is. I mean, it's undeniably cute, but it's not terribly memorable because I couldn't tell you what the harmony, what the melody of that is. Turns out this thing is a mogwai, which yeah. uh, in Cantonese just means something like evil spirit or devil. This you just believe so. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I asked a Chinese-speaking friend of mine, and they said like, yeah, it's a Cantonese thing. It's uh, mogwai. Uh, again, apologies, this is a language I don't speak, but yeah, that's yeah. like when they translate the Bible into into uh, Chinese characters, they translate hmm. devil as this. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just imagining going down to hell and just turning up to like the throne of Satan. There's and there, there's Gizmo. Thing on it. And there's just Gizmo <laughs> saying, hey, what's up? I can talk down here. Yeah. So anyway, I can also sing, but only once you. Yeah. So the devil is just sitting in his cage, singing sweetly, which is adorable. Yeah. He is cute. He's a cute little demon beast. Yeah, uh, looks like him. Peltzer loves this little thing so much that he's willing to pay two hundred dollars for it, which in today money is like five hundred dollars US at the time of recording. Yeah, like, he was willing to pay a lot, which is shocking for someone who doesn't seem to be selling his. Um, What's its inventions very well? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't strike me as irresponsible with money. He just seems like unlucky in sales, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Which maybe probably... he's just maybe he's mm. made sure to save up enough through the year to be able to buy a nice gift for his kid. Maybe. Who knows? Turns out there's three rules yeah. that he's got to follow. He must not get them wet. He must not feed them after midnight, and he must not expose them to sunlight. Yeah, they don't like light very much. Sunlight is death no. to them, so they follow vampire rules. Though I have to say, the, the don't feed them after midnight thing always made me laugh. It's like, is there a, like it, how many hours is this? Because if you're not meant to feed them after midnight... So after midnight... It's always after midnight. <laughs> it's also always before midnight. Unless it is yeah. exactly midnight. So I guess that means you must feed them exactly at midnight. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming so because that's the only thing I can think of. I wonder how wide the window is. It, it's one of the. It's one of those ones I've had conversations with people before, and you just kind of sat there going, "Is there like an hour window? It's like after midnight, so like twelve oh one, oh two, etc., etc., and then one o'clock, one a.m. hits, and you can go, yeah, here you go, here's loads of food, or what? Interestingly, it's the film clear. does not go into what this kind of time scale tolerance is. So, cut to a Which super is, snowy right. American town. Wait, uh, so why, so Chinatown was not snowy, but here is super snowy, but that's okay. But no time I think he was on a business trip. Sorry, go ahead. I think he was on a business trip. Oh, That's why it was less snowy. Also, I think it looks like he's in a city, and cities tend to get less snow. I guess that's true. They got the urban heat island thing going. So, no time for all of that flippantry. We need to have an opening credits sequence showing us just how wholesome and all-American this town is. With uh, a fantastic Christmas Carol overrun, mm-hmm. is it? Is it Christmas Carol? Or is it just your tradition, your standard sort of jingling bells? I think it was just standard Chris, uh, Christmas bells. And there's a kid yeah. in a Christmas tree outfit selling Christmas trees with presumably his dad. Do you know what? I did that. <laughs> I, I I've worn a Christmas tree outfit before. Today I would. I don't know if I do that at twelve. <laughs> To, like, my friends. Oh, no, probably not at all. Right, when my friends show up to buy their Christmas tree, and I'm like, I, yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much choice. My dad pays me for this. So. Mm-hmm. Oops. Uh-oh, looks like yeah. this teen can't start his car. 
because, and according to his neighbor, because it's foreign. Yeah, because, uh, quote, he's driving a goddamn foreign car. Yeah. Which, you know, patriotism, I guess. But, like, were were Volkswagens actually known for reliability issues in the 80s? This one, I don't know. I I mean, I don't think so. I've always known Volkswagens as quite reliable. I mean, granted, the Beetle was, like, real idiosyncratic in a lot of ways, and maybe it was hard to get parts or something, but, like, I've never... Maybe. I I don't know. I, I never knew that one. The running joke of, like, ah, foreign cars don't start right. I'm like, don't they? notoriously yeah. reliable volkswagen yeah i i that confused me because i'm just sat there like i drive a volkswagen and it's pretty damn reliable so you yeah know? this guy doesn't <laughs> like foreign cars for a lot of reasons i got the he does like his plow a lot yeah like but that's illinois made or something stupid isn't it uh i have a note on there somewhere but yeah the teen's name is billy and because his car won't start, he has to walk to town to work uh, at the down the nondescript main street, which is a great excuse for the filmmakers to throw in some product placement for popular fast food restaurant number two. Yep. We're not naming the restaurant, but you know the one. No, we, we don't name it. Everywhere them, else but... is called things like grocery. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to a store just called grocery? <laughs> No, and I love it. I've been to stores called it's... like Pam's Grocery or like, yeah. you know, it's a family place in a small town. Totally get that. But hey, Jim, go down to grocery, grocery and pick up some milk. <laughs> well, isn't that, isn't that a reference? Because I think there's. It's past that other place called Post Office. Isn't there, there's a movie where the guy runs down the street on Christmas Day just going, I love you, and Merry Christmas Emporium, and Merry Christmas whatever. And it does make me wonder if that's just a joke towards that. Uh, but I yes, maybe, but that is uh, It's a Beautiful Life. No, hang on. There's an Italian thing called It's a Beautiful Life, which is a Holocaust video. This is It's a, it, this is, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, it's about to say, It's a Beautiful Life doesn't sound right. No, yeah. It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life is the Christmas movie with Jimmy Stewart where he is in black and white and doesn't yeah. like banks, but runs a bank. Because that makes sense. Well, he runs a small bank and he dislikes the big bank because the uh, big bank is an evil bank, but the small bank is a good all-American small bank. Big, but yeah, yeah, he runs that. down the road yelling, thank you, Emporium! And yeah. yeah, that place literally in the movie is called Emporium. Yeah. Just make you wonder whether that's kind of a, a jokey reference. Or hey, Jim, uh, while you're going down to uh, Barbershop, why don't you go past Emporium for a bit and pick up some cola? No brand cola, please. Off-brand cola. Not even off-brand, it's just called cola. You don't know the cola yeah. I like? It's called cola. It's easy. We were going to call it something else, but we didn't get the ad money in time. <laughs> yeah. It is beautiful, and I do love it. It just, it it just kind of gets with the rest of the movie, really, which is hilarious. So, <laughs> so Barney works at a bank, and he's concerned yeah. that he's late. No, it's guess Billy. It, I, I guess dog. it turns out that he made it just in time to clip on his tie. So, just hang on a second. It, yeah, if he could walk at a brisk pace and get there on time, why would he need to use a car to get there? I don't. I I, I feel it's probably foreshadowing. I get that it's cold out, <laughs> but like, it's not like the Beetle had heated seats. 
right? No. Like, that's that's a cold car. If it's cold out, that car's also it's cold. It's cold in the car. It's not snowing out. Yep. There's none of that happening, and I could get that being unpleasant to walk through. He just sort of jogs briefly to work. Do you know dog. what I would pay to live that close? To, I mean, I guess I live pretty close to work, given that I roll out of bed and I'm like, well, what am I about? Two meters away from my bed. I'm I'm appropriately same. socially distanced from the place I sleep at. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's the same. You kind of get up and you're like, oh, I've got to go to work. Oh, cool. I'm here. Yeah, my commute is about as long as it takes to put on my socks. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm guessing that this young teen is actually our main character. He's also here yep. with his colleague Kate, and she's gathering signatures for a petition to make the local pub a local landmark to prevent Mrs. Deagle from foreclosing on it. Yeah. As Billy signs it, he and Kate have this, um, I, I have really it noted cute. as movie couple glance. And yeah. now I'm sure I know what's going to happen in the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's kind of kind of obvious. I mean, you you forget that uh, they've got the dog under the countertop. Oh yeah, is... also. That's just, also yeah. Just thing. bring the dog to work. Just bring the dog Why? to work. Uh, you know that work that you could walk to in seemingly five minutes. Yeah. Why would you? I would. Why would you take the dog to work in just, a bank of all places? But also, like, if you live that close. If you need to take a dog for a walk halfway through the day, just walk home and walk the dog for five minutes and then walk, like, on your lunch break. Yeah. It's a take a sandwich, just a, walk around. It's a bank, not a prison. You can go you, you can go wherever you want for your lunch break. You hope. <laughs> I mean, it's let's the be 80s. honest. People were more free back then, and people who this were working true. back then still expect that everyone still has that same kind of freedom, though nobody actually does unless you work for yourself. That got dark. Yeah. So she's gathering signatures. <laughs> and cut to Mrs. Deagle uh, walking down the road at a brisk pace, carrying a snowman head down the street. Yeah. It's time for some rapid fire characterization. An old man greets her politely, oh. and she responds rudely. She mutters at she mutters at then yells at people to get out of the way while walking on the pavement. Uh, she crosses the street in front of moving traffic without looking, just sort of expecting them to stop for her, which oh, yeah, you know, they do. And uh, her purpose is to make money at the expense of people's well-being, especially at Christmas. Uh, logging this one as casual cruelty because there's like. Her lady comes up and she's like, hey, I could use a bit more time, just like a week more. My my, my husband's just got laid off at work. I wonder what you can do. And she cares yeah. not for such flippantry. Yes, even turns around and goes, well, you know what to ask Santa Claus for. Yeah, now she commits Oof. the most, the most unforgivable sin of all, queue jumping. Yeah. Don't jump queues. I mean, I think it's probably because we're both from like the most queue countries in the planet. But don't jump cues. Every ounce of me that is a Londoner is horrified and oh. intensely angry. It hurts. Having done retail, people who do that, I just always go back at a queue. Just, I'm not serving you until you leave. So, who, who jumps a queue? Have some manners, really, people. I mean, that, she, don't like her. And uh, <laughs> also slight, uh, you know. Slightly less seriously, she also expresses the desire to torture and kill Billy's dog. Which is terrifying. Yeah, that's uh, that's the second worst thing that you can do to characterize yourself as a villain in a movie is threaten yeah. to kill a dog. Yeah. I mean, the worst part is, I mean, for that, for me anyways, 
that no one else turns around and goes, uh, bitch. Like, you've got all these people in the queue behind her, and they're looking, they are looking annoyed about the fact that she's jumped the queue, but then they've kind of gone, oh, okay, fine, it's her. Oh, but you misunderstand. This is the part where they need to characterize Billy as the trodden upon every man. Which is, eh. I don't know. It's cool. It's good characterization, that. I just, I always get angry when she threatens the dog. It's very on the nose characterization. I immediately hate this woman. I, so do I. I, I. Anybody threatening animals, just that just immediately puts me off. Yeah, mostly queue jumping for me. Nah, it's the animals. I mean, both are pissing me off. I don't see the need to to rate to rank those. No, they are they are equal. Uh, I I guess there's a website for like does the dog die dot com or something. Yeah, and all it tells you about a movie there is is, do, is there a dog? Yes. Does the dog die? Yes. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the warning. Right. Yeah. That is the I did, best. That. that is the best kind of uh, not spoiler warning. What am I looking for? Trigger warning. That's the best kind of trigger warning. Yes, it's specific. Kind. It's non-spoilery, and it's like, does the it, film contain this specific element that you particularly might have a problem with? Oh, yeah. great! I can avoid that one. Thanks, dude. Right? Great. Perfect. It's useful to know. Some people need to know this shit. Yeah, I definitely do. I I cry. <laughs> Every time. And if you're not feeling in a cry mood, you don't want to do that. But anyway, uh, f- finally, she plays the victim by pretending to have a weak heart when the dog takes exception to being threatened somehow and just jumps up and starts chewing at her sleeve. And you know what, Mufi? Um, I'm starting to get Im- the impression that she's not very nice. You, you think? I get the feeling she's not very nice. Maybe she is the real gremlins. Possibly. Possibly she's just the real demon of the movie. <laughs> Remember, I haven't seen right. this before. I haven't seen so much as like a cover art. I just sort of clicked on the thing, and this is true. So I'm like, maybe she's a gremlins. I don't know. Maybe she's the queen gremlin. So cut to a bar where Billy has drawn a super cool drawing of Mrs. Deagle as a dragon being slain by presumably him as a hunky sword boy, while a naked oh, yeah. woman tries to hold him back. I guess. Which I'm assuming is Kate, because... I guess, but also, like, that's just straight what fantasy art looked like in the 80s, right? Oh, yeah, no, I have a lighter somewhere that looks like 80s fantasy art. So dude's legit good at drawing, though, or is that just me? You're actually an artist. Is he good? He is actually, like, I I am an artist, but I'm, like, abstract. Well, not Mm. abstract. Much more cartoony and simple. Whereas his stuff is... I mean, we say his stuff, it was probably someone else drawing it for him, but the stuff that that character is perceived to have drawn, actually, like, I really enjoy it. It makes me happy. I see. When you say that, I'm looking at one of your stickers right now because I ordered one of your stickers on, uh, where can can people order one of your stickers, Mufi? At my Etsy store. You have an Etsy store? I do. Where is your Etsy store? It's uh, it's etsy.com forward slash Mufi Makes. Mufi Makes. That's amazing. Yeah, you got like this super like serene, <laughs> creepy di- floating deer head. My ominous floating deer. Your head, ominous yeah. floating deer head that I, I can imagine just saying advice at me. Well, that's the whole thing. He he's come to offer you a quest. Oh my god! It's have I just acquired a quest giver? You have just acquired a quest giver. Sorry, oh I don't actually. I should probably put that in a a WhatsApp. Just put yeah, it in the doobly disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah, but disclaimer, he's going to give you quests. Yeah, you do not need... These are side quests. They are not central to whatever, but you might get fun rewards from them. 
If you, you hear ominous whispering, this is a normal side effect of owning this sticker. Yeah, it, I can't help it. He, he's got a mind of his own, unfortunately. August has always been a bit creepy. So Billy's colleague Gerald arrives expressly <sighs> to be a condescending prick. Also, yep. he makes a clumsy pass at Kate, who is not terribly impressed and also serving them food and drinks at the bar. Gerald, who's played by someone that's in a lot of things. Oh, I can't gotta find him again. I, I think I remember, was he in Ally McNeil? I don't know a lot of pop culture, well, but I watched but like a period of yeah. my life. I watched like an, a lot of Ally McBeal because that was what was on when I was uh, watching TV. Judge Reinhold. Who's in Beverly Hills Cop? Oh, he was in, uh, I'm pretty sure he was in, yeah, he was in Beverly Hills Cop, which is one of the places I know him from. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I recognize uh, him from all those movies he's been in. Beethoven. Oh, Teen yeah. Monster. My Brother the Pig. Uh, he was in a movie with uh cool. actor playing Kate in this, wasn't he? Yes. What oh, he's in that Drop was... Dead Fred. Well, I was is that what it is? Cuz there's like that famous bra drop scene from that teen movie that I haven't seen, but I know that bra drop or the the bikini drop See, scene. Be... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm not it's sure. It's Riverdale I... High or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's something like that. Yeah, he's I mean, he's been in a lot of movies. I I quite like him. He always makes me laugh. I'm surprised to but, see some, an actor like uh, the the what is her name who's playing Kate. Oh, but she's uh, like she's in a children's movie, and she at this point was really well known for like oh she's the one who did that bikini drop. Key Luke. Key Luke. K E Y E. I'm. Uh, okay. Oh wait, never mind. No, because it's changed. It's put her in the wrong place. Oh. It's it's got her listed as the grandfather for some reason. What? Uh Phoebe Cates. <laughs> okay. Phoebe Cates. Yeah, anyway, so like she was in like some some seriously adult situations and is now yeah. in a children's movie. Though it is it's odd. arguable how children-y this children's movie is cuz we're going to get to some shit. We're going to get to some shit. So Fast Times at Ridgemont High? That's the one. Yep. That's the one. And this uh, Gerald, the condescending prick, who's like, hey, how about you and me tonight? Yeah. Kate's not impressed by his flippantry at all. I've I've said the word flippantry like three times. I think I just like that word today. It's a good word. It's very good. Cut to Billy's house, where a sword falls off the wall as he closes the door. I should buy a sword. Yeah, do it. Billy's mother is watching It's a Wonderful Life on TV that we talked about earlier, because this, mm. like, I guess they have old movies on the TV in this land. So Billy tries to help uh, her out in the kitchen by cracking some eggs using his father's invention. Ah, uh, yeah, that I could look at that and tell you that wasn't going to work very well. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting, it, you know how much of a nerd I am. I looked at that and I went, I wonder how they crack eggs in like industrial processes because there are machine there are egg cracking machines yes and some of them actually do something pretty similar to this they do but they don't they they mostly have like things that hold on to either scent either end of the egg yeah so something then, goes into the middle yeah. cracks it and they pull apart yeah that just smashes the egg <laughs> yeah exactly so this is a good way to smash eggs yeah, I mean, you don't want to spill milk, but you can smash eggs. I think this machine Sorry. could uh, use some minor optimizations. So, 
Billy yeah. correctly intuits that his mother is upset about something, and it turns out Mrs. Deagle called her earlier. Uh, that lady is the source of a great deal of suffering, and something tells me that she both knows that and enjoys it. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny, really, because she's just like, oh, just, just do it, the kids. Break it out of the sink. And it's like, that's, you've just wasted, like, what, six eggs? They're not cheap. Well, they are now. They're not, th- I mean, they're not that expensive, because, like, you're not going to cry no. over a couple of wasted eggs. But it's still, like, come on, don't waste food. Yeah. Like, I hate, I hate wasting food so much. I mean, here, at least, they wasted it for drama. So I'm hoping that it didn't take them that many takes. Yeah, you live in hope. Or that they saved them and made omelets for the crew, because I've seen that happen. I could go for an omelet. Oh, man. I make a killer omelet. I should make an omelet. I should buy a boat. So Billy's dad comes home (laughs) and uh, also knocks the sword off its hook. They should get a better hook. Um, I was about to say, this seems like a a problem. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess we have an answer to why it wasn't snowing in Chinatown. He was away on a business trip. You were correct. And I hereby rescind my earlier criticism. I pay attention to things. You do. He (laughs) gives Billy his Christmas gift to much excitement. And he has to give it early because there's something living inside that box. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) It's adorable. Yeah. It's not like you're just going to put food in the cage and then leave it for a week. Yeah, because then you can't guarantee it's not eaten after midnight. So, here, son, have this exotic animal no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Enjoy. Do you know how what it eats? Like, you've bought this animal and you have no idea what it eats. Any of this sort of stuff. And you can't get it wet. You can't give it water. Its name means demon. <laughs> what? That is accurate for later on in the movie. So, once again, they recite the three rules, which remind us. Uh, do not feed it after midnight. Do not get it wet. And do not expose it to bright light. And then immediately break rule one with a camera flash. Yeah. Which is in in some way kind of hilarious, and I think it's they kind of had to do it, obviously to kind they of gotta show, show what us happens. what happens with a yeah. brief thing because it's not sunlight, but it's super bright though. Yeah, like I I got a bit from it having just looking at it on the TV screen. Yeah. So, yeah. God bless how pleasant that would have been. So, but it is adorable when he freaks out. <laughs> this puppet is very good. Yeah, it it's really good. Like, the facial expressions, the movement, everything is just spot on. It is an exquisite puppet. So I will say I'm a huge fan of puppetry in films. I'm a big old Mm. fan of Jim Henson. Yes, you have correctly seen that the Dark Crystal is, in fact, on the list. I know. Yeah, we... But I think we're going to need to get to that. Yeah, no. Has to be more puppets. I I so (laughs) love puppets in films. In everything, frankly, but this is, like, very good puppetry. This is animatronic oh, yeah. stuff, so I love it. It is one, and he's just—it's also because they, they've done it so well that he does look really cute, and like the moving animate, like when he does walk, because you do see some slight walking. Mm. He does very much look like he's toddling, and the ears with the emotion, which is kind of like cats and dogs. Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's that whole sort of thing. It, anything really with went like for it. fur and big old ears and uh, disproportionately large eyes and a tiny wet little like monkey mouth. And, and then which toddles around like a baby animal of some kind. Yeah. And it's, it's I just love it. Everybody is going to be like, I will protect and take care of this thing. 
because it oh, resembles yeah. somewhere between a puppy and a baby, and I like baby puppies. Who doesn't like baby puppies? Baby puppy monkey. Just, I love puppies. It's so cute. Yeah, it's you a baby puppy monkey. just want to squish his little cheeks. I guess so. So Possibly don't squish his little cheeks. But... There's quite a lovely little going-to-bed bonding moment with the new pet scene. Yep, where uh, Billy is playing keyboard, yeah. and Gizmo does the whole... They're, yeah, they're jamming. I'm actually, not sure if you tell him. But it works, and it's cute. It does. And poor Barney is sat at the side, kind of like, I have been replaced. Barney is the dog. Barney is the dog, and he is sad, for he has been replaced. Yeah. Or, he hasn't been replaced. Or he's relieved, because like, he's like, like, oh, great. I don't need to go to the bank anymore. I don't have to worry about this kid anymore. Yeah. I don't blame him. Like, I wouldn't want to sit in a bank all day. I hate going to a bank for five minutes to put cash in. Like, no. (laughs) Got better things to do with my life. The next morning, Billy wants orange juice. Yep. Using his dad's invention. (laughs) Ten points if you didn't see where this was going. Not well is where it goes. (laughs) (laughs) I do know what. I, I looked at the, the after bit, because obviously, you know, he puts the orange in and it goes fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more juice coming out of that machine than went into that machine, which, yeah. you know, I don't know what he think he invented, but I think he invented something that it just breaks so many laws of physics. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like I had th- this scene specifically very much reminds me of something I did when I was a kid. Which is, you know, and you get those the powdered milkshakes, like the Nesquik and stuff like that you used to be able to do, and you have to shake it all up. Have you been breaking the laws of physics again? It probably looked like it, because I'd, <laughs> I'd put it into like one of those milkshake shakers. Thought I'd put the lid on properly. Oh boy, was I wrong. Oh my. It stayed on for like a couple of shakes, and it came off, and I coated the kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what goes down here too, but with orange (laughs) juice instead of uh, branded chocolate drink powder drink. So the Christmas tree kid is here to deliver the Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. And Gizmo Uh, likes TV, and they play together with Gizmo, and they spill some water on him by accident, and this causes him to spontaneously go into labor. Spontaneously. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that's what happens to everybody. Mufi. I can't make that joke because it sounds wrong. Mufi, yeah. I <laughs> I was going to go like, so let's... So if somebody could just splash you with water, Mufi, and spontaneously cause you to both conceive and then go through an entire pregnancy and go into labor spontaneously within the same what looks like minute or two... Yeah, that I'd would really rather that didn't. would be very painful. I imagine. Oh god, yeah. And also, what the hell are you going to do with all these kids? I uh, I don't even want to think about that. That's that's a terrifying idea. Because there's what five of them going from a mother of none to a mother of sept up sept up. Let's quint up quintuplets. I mean, granted, we have quintuplets. probably quite different physiology to this species of demon. Oh, yeah. of devil demon. So, like, maybe they follow but different rules. it's never rules. explained. But Gizmo is clearly in pain. Maybe. Oh, yeah, no, that, that, he's, he's screaming through the entire thing. And, like, personally, I was watching it, so I was like, I want to pick him up and cuddle him. Like, I guess. Every time I've watched it and I see that scene, I'm like, I just want to cuddle him and get him dry and make sure he's okay. But the kids are just sit there going, 
this is cool. They're also what? sitting there going, what, what? This is super different. To, <laughs> did you ever hear about this in biology class? Because I certainly have never. Is this, is this a thing that happens? Um, yeah. Uh, we looked it up it's later. It wasn't. Very old. Yeah. <laughs> Many years later, through the magic of the internet that wasn't there for a while. We, um, we looked it up later, and this absolutely is not a thing that happens. No, it's definitely not a thing that happens. Thank God. It's just I, If that happened, how screwed up would the world be? Extremely. So, hey, look, more Mogwai. Ah, uh, Gizmo, Yay! what's... Here's a line that they deliver. Ah, uh, Gizmo, what's the matter? I don't know, Billy. The fact that I just gave birth to five me-shaped things? Me-sized yeah. things? Not sure how I'd feel about that. That you just watched me squirm in pain over. No, no, I'm fine. You just caused <laughs> me to experience this. Yeah, I'm great, Billy. Thanks. Like, I would have loved it if, and I like, not that I like the idea of like animals biting people or anything like that, but I just think it would have been hilarious if you just nipped at Billy or just, you know, whatever, just kind of illustrate the fact of like, mate, you've just fucking left me to have five children. I don't know what to do with them. Like, you splashed I'm, water I'm, on I'm, me. I'm That's, there's old. three rules. You've broken two of them already, and it's been a day and a half. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do when you break the third one? Huh? That's a very good question. So, Cut <laughs> Peltzer working on a card dealing machine, I guess, in his workshop. Yeah. And uh, I like his workshop. Dude keeps a tidy shop. I respect that. Oh, yeah. I, I do appreciate, like, how neat it was. Also, it respect to Billy, happy. because he, uh, he does not do the typical movie thing of, oh, crap, better hide everything from my parents now. Yeah. He just goes up to his dad and is like, hey, there's a bit of an issue. You might want to be aware of this. Mm. I, that's super refreshing. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's like 23 or something. Because there's a reference somewhere else of like, you know, when I was 20. That was it, Gerald in the bar. Sure. He was like, when I was 23. Okay. So I think I think he's around that age. Because I get the feeling that he, Gerald, and Kate all went to school together. Early 20s, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, how many 18-year-olds do you know who want to work in a bank? Want to or do anyway? Both. <laughs> uh, actually, a couple. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, normally, you have I... to work up to tell her, though. So, like, I don't know how. Yeah, you know. uh, I know the young the young guys today, man. As per twenty twenty, the guys who are coming up, they understand in a way that I think our generation didn't. Just how fucked everything is, and they're like, "Well, yeah. I got to take care of myself because you know, yeah. it's not like the millennials can take care of me." We they we can barely take care of ourselves, Mufi. Yeah, I was gonna say like I I can barely take care of myself. I've got people going. Have you done this today? Nope. Thanks for reminding me. I'll go drink some water. If you want a fun <laughs> time, mention to any Gen Z person the word adulting and watch them roll their eyes and be like, "Yeah, you need to fucking man up, chill." We understand. Yeah. Why don't you? And just watch. Be like, "Oh shit." Yeah. I I'm used to being the demographic. Why aren't I the demographic anymore, Mufi? What's happening? We're not the ones who are getting the piss taken out of us anymore, which oh, no. I kind of enjoy. <laughs> I respect everybody until you're a dick to me. I, I, the, oh, yeah. the idea of generations hasn't made sense in like a while. Let's be clear. Oh, no. 
it's just a historian's way of dealing with things more it, than anything. But forget it's... even a historian's thing. Like we don't talk about generations of Romans being individual generations of people affected no. by whatever. This is a purely 20th century thing based on demography and how to market best to people. Be like, well, you know, the, you know, it's a good sector, the millennial sector, because you know what the millennials are like and describing all people of our age as one thing is preposterous. Yeah, no, it really, really is. And it's annoying, but because I'm nothing like some of the millennials, but that's just how it goes. So it turns out the Mogwai multiply with water, and as they open all the Christmas gifts under the tree, this gives Peltzer an idea. How about we breed them and sell them? Now, that's, that's, to go back to the fact they've opened all the Christmas presents under the tree, no one turns around and goes, oh great, I've got to rewrap those, or what the hell. No one even bats an eyelid at the fact that these little bastards have ripped open every single present. I feel like if a dog did them. that, you'd be like, hey now, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Right? You'd grab the dog by the collar, you'd tell the them scruff, off. whatever. You'd tell them off. But this, apparently, no, it's fine. Let the gremlins do the thing. What? Let the mogwai do the thing. Just the... Just okay. The, are you going to fuck with a thing whose name literally means demon? I mean... They don't know it, that, but I know that. It's smaller than me. It's considerably smaller than me. I, I could probably take a couple. Fair. I, for one, sincerely, he's. I, I sincerely hope he's not planning to automate his breeding program because suddenly that turns into like a horrific mechanization of something awful. Oof. But like, yeah, he's, a, he's an engineer, man. Like, you're, you don't think he's thinking, can I battery farm these things? Hang on. Yeah. He's a good and, man, you know, but he's also like, ah, this is a pet, whatever. He's an animal. I also have, like, a massive issue with battery farming anyway. So. Oh, yeah, me too. Absolutely. It's not a good way to rear animals, but maybe it isn't okay no. to rear fictional demon beasts. Who knows? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I suppose it might be. I mean, maybe they're super happy in cages. Now. Maybe give oh, them a little, totally. like, tiny miniature bookcase that they can pretend to read. <laughs> oh, little mini baby books. Oh, I it's like, like a tiny, tiny wingback chair with like a tiny smoking jacket. <laughs> I've got to make a tiny smoking jacket for my Mogwai toy now. I think you do. So cut to nighttime where the new Mogwai seem to have suspended the family dog from outdoor Christmas lights. And nobody seems to. Well, they get think that Deagle did it. They think that having previously threatened the well being of Billy's dog, that Mrs. Yeah. Deagle has found the dog and strung him up by the lights. My only question there is, personally, like, I look at that and I'm like, okay, th that's a logical, like, a logical step. You know, she's already threatened the dog. That makes sense. She couldn't have done it on her own because those, those, that's like a wire-haired terrier. There's a name for it. I think it's a border terrier. They're not the lightest of dogs. Yeah. So in order to get the dog up there, she'd have had to lift it above her head, possibly, and pull the lighting cables down. Like, personally, I'd have gone, mm, could have been Mrs. Deagle, but don't think so. Well, it also, could, me, I mean, my take on it was Mrs. Deagle, like, paid a guy, right? Yeah. That was my take on it. Like, ah, oh, Deagle did this. Fuck. Like, it might not have been her hands that lifted up the dog, but she's the one who did this, right? And I, I could see that suspicion. Because the, the last thing you're going to suspect is one of these very small things has done this somehow. Yeah. We, we've we established these Which, things as actually quite fragile. Yeah. I mean, they could be. They're like, it's established that they are 
delicate when it comes to bright light. Okay, so so hang on. That last that thing you would... just said, they're like, what did they string up the dog in? Bro- yeah, <laughs> fairy lights. Oh, well, not fairy lights, Christmas lights. Yeah, so those are just bulbs. Those are light bulbs on a string. Yeah. And also that street looks pretty well lit. Also those are, yeah. So I don't know about how that works, but you know, hey, that's fine. Ah. It's movie logic. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. Uh, Peltzer has a legitimate pneumatic hammer a la The Simpsons, which is, uh, which is as awesome as it is impractical. I I love that. I love the the mechanic mechanism mechanized fly swatter as well oh that's an excellent could we just remind ourselves that all of these objects were they they were made someone's job was to make these things yeah these are real objects being held by real people that would have been so much fun somebody's job was to make this thing i would have loved that that would have been i i would have done that who's stopping you now build one (laughs) <laughs> I might have to at some point. Just we'll YouTube it. It's fine. Rolls. We'll YouTube it. That'll be our new yeah. channel. Mufi makes stupid shit. <laughs> well, that already lends to uh, what I tend to do, so we'll be fine. <laughs> Mufi builds furniture. Um, so yeah, uh, they think Mrs. Deagle did it, uh, and oh god, that coffee maker is—it's a thing. Terrible. Yeah, like. So, I mean, the thing is that bit though. I love it because is so good. It's it's also adorable because the way she's like, I'm not sure we're going to be able to drink that, and he just kind of gets a spoon and goes, <laughs> no. And they're just adorable, kind of proper married, you know, that sort of stupid can happily take the piss out of each other married couple. And I love that. It is so nice. Refreshing comes up in my notes a couple of times because it's yeah. refreshing to see just a straight up happily married loving couple. Oh, for, for sure. Like, so few people in movies are a happily married couple. And she is very, like, she's trying her best to use her husband's inventions, bless her, right? Like, yeah. she, th- that orange juice machine is the way that she makes orange juice because that's what her husband made and she is proud of him. And she will use the yeah. orange juice machine even if she has to clean the kitchen every time. Like, she's legitimately being the epitome of supportive partner. Oh, yeah. And I love that. I, I I do think that's absolutely fantastic. But also, he knows. He knows, right? Oh yeah. He's perfectly aware that his coffee machine is dog shit. But as she goes, I I don't think we can drink this, honey. He sort of looks at the sludge in the bottom of his cup, and he goes, "Oh, what's wrong with it?" That sort of yeah. smiles at her, and they laugh together, and it's so good. It's just so cute. They are like they are couple goals. I hate using like you know that sort of thing, but they are couple goals. They are couple goals. And it's just the cutest thing. It's it very really good. Is. It feels nice in a, in a real, tangible way, yeah. and not in a movie sort of "I love you, darling." I love you too. And now we can do the rest of the movie. All right. Yeah. It it's, just it's feels an like actual... an organic character moment, and I. It's yeah. great. It just it's great. I love it. <laughs> Cut to school, where Billy is going to consult the school science teacher. Uh, and they save a bundle on special effects here by replacing the expensive animatronic pink, uh, like growing th- thing that happened earlier with the Mogwai growing out of out of a gadget. And they just sort of focus yeah. on his face and then throw a furry ping pong ball at him afterwards. Yeah, which is which makes sense. Way funnier than anything else oh, they could have done. 
But yeah, I like that slightly more because it because they just didn't try and reiterate the previous process, which is even better. It's like when you've got movies that do that. Oh yeah, look, this is how this happens, and then like a few scenes later. Oh look, this is how it happens again, and then a few scenes later, this is how it happens again. We it made just, these assets. Look, look at the assets we built. <laughs> we must use these. Use them everywhere. So the science it's, it's teacher so is intrigued by this uh, previously unknown and undiscovered animal and wants to run some tests. Oh, yes, because you just leave the, the new baby with the scientist. So as... Who, at the time, I thought was a security guard. When I first watched it, I remember looking at it going, why is the security guard doing science tests? Like, really? What? <laughs> I don't know why. Huh. I, I, I think I just spaced out just before. He has a white shirt on a and, a, a and a black tie. He's wearing to me at, says security guard really? apparently. I don't know. <laughs> I immediately was science teacher to me, but okay. I I'm special. As we so know. as uh, Billy returns home, he passes by the bar where Kate works and decides to pop his head in. It's closing time. Yep. And uh, Billy's n- how far away does he live from school though? It's like hours seemingly have passed here because it's after dark. Or maybe yeah. I mean, it was getting no because it was still quite bright in that classroom. I guess uh, it's winter, so like it's sundown pretty quick. Maybe I don't know. Maybe so. It's but we'll we'll go with that. <laughs> it's closing time, and Billy's neighbor is upset that he brought in his beloved plow for a tune-up, and he discovered that they used gasp foreign parts, <laughs> which is like in the long run the stupidest thing to get pissed off about. But you know what, mate? Uh, quote, you gotta watch out for them foreigners, because they plant gremlins in their machinery. <laughs> oh, look, more foreshadowing. I'm getting real tired of his xenophobic nonsense, I have to say. And his gremlin-phobic. His gremlin-phobia, I can't... Well, he thinks there's gremlins it. in the foreign machinery, because, like, that was the origins of what, like, gremlins in the works or whatever is, is, is yeah. aviation in the 1920s or something. Like, early aviation, when something, something went wrong, they would just go, I don't know, gremlins or something. And they invented this whole mythology of, like, these little gremlins that live in electronics and mess stuff up in mechanical systems. Yeah, which is... I, I mean, I still blame gremlins when things go wrong with my computer so <laughs> oh i've coded error codes that just say gremlins yeah you gotta like it's, i've, it's I've got specific ones thing. and if any other error throws just like says i don't know gremlins <laughs> so it's the best way to do it though i guess really i guess he just drives that plow everywhere eh? like that's his general use vehicle which is slightly weird it's also not terribly economical no, God, no. <laughs> like, that thing must guzzle gas. So he just drives his plow over to the bar and starts drinking. And uh, uh, he gets as he gets back into the plow, they convince him not to drive home drunk, which, good. It's very good advertising for not drinking well, here, drunk. Well, here's the thing. Driving. It takes them a while to tell him, hey, maybe don't drive. Because he's, like, in yeah. the seat with the keys in his hand. And then they go, hey, maybe not, though. And the whole time up to that, I'm like, so they're just going to let this happen, eh? They're just going to yeah, let I kind him of do that? They were. You do, the thing is, it's like, that was like the 80s, and you do more often see people doing that in, like, 80s movies than you do now, for obvious reasons. Um, but it is it is a thing that I'm kind of just like, mm, it's because I'm watching this as, a, as an adult, like, many, many years. <laughs> or it's just because it's weird. 
I mean, I forget decide. the yeah, even forget the think of the children's aspect of it, which I agree yeah. is like don't show this as a normal thing that people do because yeah. that's a bad idea. Also, it's, just don't if you've characterized this guy as like the all American, like yeah, this guy's all right, he's no nonsense blue collar or whatever. Fine, great, good. Don't also characterize him as being a fucking idiot and a stupid, irresponsible asshole, right? Yeah. That's not it, what you're going for in this character, I'm pretty no. certain. Because he's, he's not a bad character at all. He's not. Like, he's, he's not a bad guy. He just, like, he has misplaced hatred of all things foreign yeah. because he figures the foreign guys are taking his jobs and making his car worse. Yeah. I, and I like, you mean... I, I get it. I think it's wrong in the first count, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it was a thing that people were worried about then as well, though. So I guess like, I'm not saying don't be worried about. It. I'm saying like I understand his worry. I'm saying I I think his yeah. uh his ire is misplaced. Is all I mean, right? Because like speaking as a foreigner, yeah. anytime I hear an American go ah bloody foreigners, I'm like, wait, you mean me? And they're like, no, not you. And I'm like, who do you mean then? Because I'm not from. Yeah. I don't get it. It's it is quite weird to have to have that conversation. Like, well, I don't mean you. You're not foreign. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, I I guess I'd call me a metropolitan elite or whatever. But like, people from other places are okay. Yeah, people from other places are perfectly fucking fine. I you you learn more about the world if you learn if you meet new people from other places. You know what else we learn mm-hmm. is that Billy and Kate have a romantic christmas walk over to her place uh, where we and we discover that she dislikes christmas and does not celebrate it yep i I don't blame her i don't particularly like christmas yep this is a dark scene though like there's references to suicide in this yeah like it it gets worse later on obviously but like it's definitely uh interesting anyway they're gonna go on a date on thursday hooray yeah which is good. They need to. Like, there's clearly a hell of a lot of pent up tension there. Yeah, go I on think. A date. I think they're great. See, go go on a date. See how it goes. And I think ha- they'd be cute together as well. Yeah. Also, could I say she's super cute? She really is. She's super like, super cute. Just adorable. I love her. So, cut to the high school science teacher again, taking blood from one of the Mogwai. Uh, that seems like an awfully large needle for that for that purpose. But I guess it has to read on screen, yeah. and also it has to read as he's being mean to this poor thing. Whereas, like, if I'm a if I'm a scientist looking at a previously unknown species, yeah, I want a blood sample. Yeah, no, you would. That but is responsible I, I mean, biological work. Sensible, very, very sensible. Yeah, you know. Identify any bloodborne pathog- pathogens you might be working with. Identify any sort of blood typing or, like, I'm not a biologist. Maybe someone can tell me what you need to do. But it strikes me as a normal thing. But it's characterized yeah, here as, oh, no, he's got a needle. Which is fair enough. Like, I don't like needles. But... Oh, me neither. I hate them. But I understand their necessity. Yeah. Maybe kids it's movie. Maybe it's kids movie. And kids are like, oh, no, needles. Is that it? Am I reading too yeah, much into it? Because they try maybe. to characterize I mean, it as like, look at this mean man who deserves what he gets later. Maybe, because I mean, it's, it's like, Gremlins was tech. I want to say technically it was an adult movie. I'm not, it was a 12A, so... It was PG. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe it was just kind of trying to pull on the kids thing. There. So, anyway, the Mogwai is understandably upset by this. Yeah. 
cut to Billy's room where the other Mogwai are causing a ruckus. Ah, I love that word. Ruckusing. Like ruckusy ruckuses. Uh, yeah, they, they are begging for food while Billy and Gizmo read comics on the bed, mm-hmm. which is just so cute. It is, yeah. And they and like they're not being mistreated <laughs> in the least here. They got like a nice padded box with some with some nice covers and stuff in there. An open topped past bad, padded box before anything is said. Like it's not a cage. Yeah, he's not it's caging. Just these like things. a dog basket. Yeah, it's, just, it's essentially giving them a dog basket. Yeah, not so, even crating the things, which is nah. weird given the fact that they've just torn apart all of your Christmas gifts earlier. Yeah, personally, like I'd be, I'd be crating them. That seems like the responsible <laughs> I don't even thing really to believe do. In crating. Yeah, I don't believe in crating particularly, but I do. If they are causing that much of a ruckus and you need to train them. Yeah, I mean, there. I think there's a time and place, like any tool, you can misuse it. Yeah. So, and, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Gotta, you, and you've got to be careful. But in that case, I think very much that would be a crating situation. Yeah, I mean, you like your dog. Don't let the dog chew all of your stuff apart. There's a limit. Yeah. Also spray bottles. Also. Gotta use spray bottles. They work. They're very good in training animals. Mm-hmm. They are. So... Here's the here's the thing about spray bottles and uh, these tiny little you know demons. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure you thought this one through, Luffy. I had not thought that one through. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that could have been that. That oh god, nobody let me ever have a fucking mogwai because that would end so badly. Okay, I promise not to allow you to acquire a literal demon. I mean, mogwai, but. Does that not a literal demon? An actual demon would be fine. I could train that. Mufi, <laughs> you've made me promise. I I never just said specifically now. a demon. I said a mountain mogwai. That specific type of demon. Okay, so what you're saying is you're fine with all other kinds of demons. Oh yeah, just not this one. Not that one, no. Whose that name one, just means demon. Me. Yes. Got it. Exactly. So. <laughs> So, uh, Billy, despite all of their crying and all their whatever, is like, oh, well, it's like 1130. It's not midnight yet. So, yeah, sure. I'll feed them. That's fine. So he goes to the the kitchen and just finds like a whole plate of cooked chicken legs. Yeah. Personally, I think my mother would have murdered me if I'd just taken a whole plate of chicken legs out of it. I mean, are those for the Mogwai? Because if so, then it's like that was their breakfast. So yeah. chill, right? But that's but like a lot of chicken mogwai, that he just they, fed Yeah. Them. If it's not for the Mogwai, you've just fed your family's meal for like probably the next couple of days. So There were like 20 uh, chicken legs there. Yeah. So I mean, Gizmo doesn't want any food, though. Yeah, which is... Kind of for me, like the the prominent looking at the clock thing that he did beforehand. He's like, "Oh, it's eleven thirty. It's fine." My brain goes, "Don't trust the clock." Yeah, it's movie it's language. For, to be true. Come on, it usually is. <laughs> yeah. So, guess the Mogwai at the science lab is also hungry, and oh no, it's two a.m. here. But wasn't it eleven thirty yeah. at Billy's? Oh no! The next morning looks like there's some alien eggs. Yeah. Lots and lots of alien eggs. And these, these look almost identical to the eggs out of the alien movie. Before we go any further, yes, both of them already on the list. Yes, I know, and you're going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to. Both gonna of do them, that. there's four. 
The Aliens is quadrilogy. Oh. Okay, I need to add two more films to the list. Give me. There's also three. another Gremlins, which I've got to tell you about. <laughs> should, I, should I add those to the list right now, or are we yes. trusting ourselves uh, to remember? After, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll write a note. Okay. Mufi, take a note. I'm the taking note a note. Is, the, the note is, remind me to take a note that we need to add <laughs> two movies, three, three movies to the list. Four movies. And that I should take a note for you to remind me of what those <laughs> things are. Okay, uh, movie. Could you read that back to me, please? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Good to know we're uh, on the same page. Oh, yeah. Well, kind of. Uh, movies and Gremlins 2. If I can read this afterwards, I'm going to be impressed because that's just really shitty handwriting. Oh, no. The power <laughs> cable on Billy's alarm clock has been chewed somehow. Oh no, how could that ever have happened? How could that ever have happened? It's like having rabbits. You put cable protectors around things. Although I suppose that wasn't so much an issue then, more now. And it's the same story in the lab. It's also an alien egg over there, because the ham sandwich got left near the cage. Yeah. Close enough somehow for him to grab the foil and put it backwards. Although also, that sandwich is double wrapped. That seems. Did you notice? Yeah, it seems responsible. Wrap it. But it looks like a ham sandwich. Wrap it twice. Wrapped in 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 a ziplock and then in tinfoil. That seems. A tad excessive, I agree. But you know, hey, why not? Yeah, it seems excessive. And uh, back to the house, we got another invention: a wireless yeah. telephone. <laughs> which, uh, coming from current day, it's easy to forget. That like a wireless telephone in the 1980s, this thing, if they'd made it, been able to make it work, actually probably would have sold really well. Oh, yeah. Right. Almost certainly. Just a wireless transmitter receiver between like a point and your actual phone that you could bring wirelessly around the house. Oh, yeah. Without yeah. the expense of like, you remember that the 80s, like the only people who had mobile phones were first of all, those suitcase sized things. Right. Oh God, those things are horrible. They were. If the alternative was you don't have a telephone when you need one, right? Yeah. But the only people who had them were people who like were high level banking and whatnot and figured because, that they needed one. Yeah. Or like you remember the they, car phone? Really... Oh God. You'd have yeah. a phone that was in your car because it ran on your car's battery because it needed to because batteries back then were not very good. No. That's just. It didn't get much better. I mean, it's only like the past what. 10 years that phones have really started having much bigger improvements apart uh, from the 3310. I mean, yes and no. I mean, like, any we could have a whole discussion about mobile phones, but I feel yeah, like we're getting away from the thing. But yeah, the wireless yeah. phone that uh, this one doesn't work. It could have worked, but it, this, it this worked, one doesn't. Sadly, it did not. And uh, she ends up giving up. Yep. Picking up the phone and saying to her husband, oh, yeah, no, I, I was trying to use it, but I just came back in from the garden. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, this is a lie, of course. and uh, But also another adorable couple moment of oh, I uh, agree. showing support to her husband, which is so cute. And, like, not even when he's there. It's like yeah. she uses it because her husband made it, and of course it's going to work, despite all the evidence to the contrary. <laughs> yeah, like, the, she definitely didn't work. So it looks but, like uh, Mr. Yeah. Peltzer is at an inventor convention. This whole sequence is so good because, uh, first of all, 
first of all. Who has a convention on Christmas Eve? Yeah. I that that was weird. I kind of remember looking at it going, Yeah, I know this is normal in like the music industry to have gigs on New Year's on Christmas Eve. Like that is a thing. Even in the music industry, it's not that common. In in the music industry I was raised in, anyway, like the choral music oh, industry. Oh no, choral music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choral thing. music is like you're doing a church thing, so like of course. Yeah. But the you know, beyond that. Yeah, beyond that you're like, uh, people are always like, What are you doing Christmas Eve? I'm at a church. Why? Songs. but he's at an inventor convention and uh i'm trying so hard to keep on track but we're sidetracking so hard Um, we really are this happens a lot though (laughs) oh no never let us do this live we'll be there for days (laughs) let us do it live you want to watch this kind of sit there going oh god no! never let us live stream we will never stop the live stream it will be infinite it will be eternal But also, did you you notice the the time machine from the movie, the time machine in the background? Yes. And in the following shot, as it cuts to uh, Mrs. Peltzer and then back to Mr. Peltzer, uh, that second shot of Mr. Peltzer, the machine is gone and there's a couple people going, what in the world? Yeah. (laughs) She's such, I, I love it when you get movies that put really good detail into their backgrounds. Like shots like that just... A, it shows you that they were really, really trying. And B, it's just so funny. But also, <laughs> I'm getting the part... I, I like a movie where I can tell that the people making the movie were having fun. Yeah. Like, I'm imagining That's the laughter that people up like behind camera had to stifle to film this section. Right? Yeah. I would not have been able to to see that section without giggling my butt off. Not gonna lie, I would have. There would have been so much laughter. Oh, after fifteen takes, trust me, you're fine. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You want to you want to all laugh together at the end of the take and just go, "Oh my god, oh, yeah. we need to release something because that was funny." Yeah, and it probably like they probably did all just collapse in laughter after the shot scene was shot. But back at the it... bank, Mrs. Deagle. I mean. Sorry, uh, Mrs. It's, yeah. What's it? Dingle. Deagle? Yes. No, it was Beagle. Smeagle. Mrs. Smeagle once again barges to the front of the queue and demands that Billy deposit a check for her. Again, this makes me angry. <sighs> this lady. I... This lady. Nah. She continues to threaten to torture his dog to death, both in front of him and some people who really should be a bit more shocked by this. Yeah, but apparently not. Apparently they just aren't. They, I, I does make me wonder how often she does this sort of shit. It might just that be... That they just, they go... It is a small town, so it might just be people going, yeah, that's Mrs. That, that's Gertrude. Fucking, like, like, come on. Like, we all know. We, we know, right? Come on. Yeah. Give it five years, we won't have to deal with it, all right? Yeah. We're not going to... Which is fine. She's 86 years old, we're not going to change her now, right? We could hope, but doubtful. Which, I hate that attitude in a way, because it put, it suggests that people in their 80s cannot change, where I'm like, well, I think they can if they want to, but I, I think a lot yeah. of them don't want to, or don't want to accept that the way that they've been for 40 years is wrong, so... Which I can't blame them for, frankly. Yeah, me neither. Like... If you don't want to change, don't change. It's up to you, man. Just go for it. Back at the lab and classroom, and the class is watching a film on the circulatory system in many different animals. Yes. Why is is there a class happening on Christmas Eve? 
Yeah. I didn't even. <laughs> These are <laughs> children in class. They're oh, like, this God. isn't, this is like a 12 year olds in the class. This is like the kid who had previously the, the Christmas tree outfit on. He's in there. He's also in the Goonies. He's, sorry? He's in the Goonies. The what now? The kid with the Christmas tree on. He's in the Goonies movie. The what now? Have you not seen the Goonies? I'm adding, uh, let me check the list. It might be on the list. Uh, <sighs> I will find the list. No, it's not on the list. No. God dang it. Goonies. Goonies is going on that list. I'm, add- I'm adding it now. <laughs> I'm adding it now. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh, wait, it might be under the Goonies. I'm also going to be adding God Damn It to the sticker list. To the sticker list? Explain the sticker list. (laughs) I'm going to be doing some stickers specifically for the show of uh, funny lines and reactions that most of us have when we find out that Paul has not listened or listened to, has not watched these shows, which is usually, what? And God Damn It! God Damn It, Paul. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because we're usually fully expecting you to have actually watched a lot of these, but apparently not. Like, how? I how? I mean, once again, I feel like the fact that we're doing the show should answer some of that for you. It should. It really should. So before we move too much further, Mufi. Yes. Patreon. <gasps> we have it? We might. Ooh. So we might have we might have done it. We might have started a patreon.com slash one for Paul, which you can go to, and for as little as three pounds a month, you can help us make the show. Because we could really use the support to make more shows yeah. and better shows and going forward maybe spin off shows and make cool Ooh. stuff for you. It's what we want to do. We're already we making you- as much cool stuff as we can possibly make. Yeah. Without your support, this is how much of it we can do. We want to do more. We want to do more for we you. Do. So help us out for as little as three pounds a month on patreon.com slash one for Paul. And uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Please do that. We will thank you. Anyway, yes. on with the show. So back at the lab and classroom, I think is where we last were. And the class is yes. watching that film or on, on the circulatory system. In different on animals Christmas on Christmas Eve, <laughs> which uh, I'd I'd be upset. I would be. I would not be pleased <laughs> if that were happening to me. Yeah, that would that would annoy the living crap out of me, frankly. It's like, mm. especially if I'm just, the teacher. Yeah, even the kids want the fucking day off. Think about the teachers; they don't want to see you again. Not on Christmas Eve. That's no, an unreasonable day to be working in a classroom. Anyway, yeah. the the Mogwai is now at the pupil stage. Yes. Yeah, it's been at the pupil stage for a while. It's this, uh, they start hatching. Oh, they do, right. And uh, this is bad news bears for the scientist oh, who excitedly calls Billy. Which is, yeah, and just tells him it's, it's hatching, it's hatched. And Billy's like, ah, I will come to you, not thinking about the eggs in his own Home. Which, yeah, I guess uh concerning. <laughs> didn't those get wet? For, didn't those get fed first? Mm. So they probably should have hatched sooner. But I guess we don't know what time it was at Billy's place because the clock was no. broken. So yeah, maybe it's... we don't know. He doesn't think to do this though. You're right. And meanwhile, yeah. Gizmo is increasingly worried about his 
children? I think so. Who have also hatched. Yes. And uh, that's not good. <laughs> they are in a house with his mother. And down goes Mr. Science Teacher. Yeah. Who is, I think, the actual only death in the movie? It's not even clear he's dead, though. No, he's just... He's something just bad's happened. On the floor with uh, with the syringe in his butt. Yeah, it, it's not clear on what's happened there at all. We but... did gloss over a little bit that nice tense little sequence where he's walking around the classroom. Offering him a non-branded chocolate bar. Yeah, unbranded <laughs> chocolate. Chocolate bar is favorite chocolate bar. Oh, yeah. It's the hey, son, would bar. you like chocolate bar? <laughs> I'll, I'll buy you some when we go down to Emporium. Yeah. All those yummy chocolate bars from Emporium. Or at worst, I'll pick you one up from, uh, on the way home from gas station. Yeah. Uh, one of the two. We'll, you we'll, know, we'll that office I work at, bar. business office. <laughs> well, this is just school. Yeah, this is so. school. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that was a very good scene. It, it just... It, I, there's nothing much to say about it other than it's wonderful and tense and well-paced and well-acted, and I quite like the fact that we don't see the monster yet. Yes, which is it is actually really cool. So Billy arrives and finds the teacher on the floor with butt syringe. And butt syringe is how he dies. But Originally, apparently, is it was meant syringe. to be... That's, he is apparently dead, according to Spielberg. He is. He was, he was originally going to be killed by dozens of hypodermic needles to the face. Oh, no. <laughs> kind of glad that didn't happen. PG, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I read a, while, I read a thing a while ago that said the reason PG-13 got introduced in U.S. and Canadian rankings or uh, age ratings for films is yeah. this movie. Yep. Like, this movie is the reason we have a PG-13. So when we say it's PG, we mean PG before there was a PG-13. It probably would have been a PG-13. But this was PG when parental guidance didn't... When it meant parental guidance and not practically general. Yeah. So... It, it's insane. Like, it, it is quite funny. But that was... Yeah, that was... um, What was it? Remember when we could Te uh, we had trust in children one. to be like, yeah, children yeah. can deal with this. This is fine. Yeah. It is it's very <laughs> You remember when we trusted I mean, parents as... to know what their children can handle? Mm. Yeah. I mean I'd trust a parent to know what their child can handle, but most people don't. <laughs> a lot of people don't know what they can handle, to be fair, but fair yeah. I guess, but eh. I'm not a huge fan of Anyway, we don't need to get yeah. into that discussion, but this is, this film is definitely the reason this exists. Yes, which is quite funny. It's also Temple of Doom is the other one. I don't so, think I've seen Temple of Doom. I think we had this conversation list, on another movie. List. Yes. Fine. <laughs> another, list. One more time, I'm going to go to the list on air. <laughs> uh, T... <laughs> What's even funnier is I just imagine people listening to this going, how have you not seen that? I know. It's, look, I, this is why we have a list. <laughs> so many lists. So much list. Temple of Doom. Doom. I've put six O's in there for your benefit. So, uh, 
Science teacher's dead, having gone down to some number of syringes to some body part. Billy yep. goes to grab the phone, and a claw hand attacks him. Oh no! Yes, the claw hand. But this is kind of, there's also the fact that Billy seems to be pretty good at first aid throughout this entire movie. But I say pretty good in the sense of... Yeah, he, he knows how to patch himself of, up. Yeah. ...of goals. Yeah. <laughs> But the, this thing under the desk seems not to like apples, but it does like eating that glass test tube, which is uh, strange. And it, and it escapes into the vents. Yes. But, you know, that's exactly where everything escapes in movies when it's yeah. horror. <laughs> Go into those them. super thin bits of sheet metal held together by barely any bracketing because they're only meant to hold up their own weight plus like 5%. Yeah. Hide in there so. with a the whole body. Totally. Totally do it. Do it. You you will find out very quickly that it's bad. Yeah. And as Billy shows up to the nurse's office or wherever the... Uh, I guess it must be the school nurse's office to patch up his hand, which, yeah, he's pretty good yep. at this. He knows what he's yep. uh, what he's doing. Uh, the gremlin Sorry. is already there. Oh, no! Right, right. How did he get there, though? <laughs> is what I want to know. Walking. Like, is there a vent entrance in the back of that cupboard? I guess he got in before Billy got there. Maybe, yeah. And then decided, hey, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into the cupboard. Yeah. Uh, there might have been, like, an avoiding light thing, but in that case, why Maybe. did he get out of the vent? Yeah, why did he not stay in the vent? If you want to avoid the light, just... just... There's not much light in there. <laughs> Who knows? So, I mean, the thing is, it seems slightly like it's too much higher function. Does that make sense? Like, predicting that you've just hurt this person and, oh, this room has medical supplies, thus they'll come into here. It's, it could have just been happenstance in a way, but yeah, maybe it's could've too been. much of that. But you know too what really gets me? Is, you, you ever been at home alone and, and it's dark and it's like two in the morning and you're awake for some yeah. reason and your your primary fear is, but I but what if someone's in the bathroom? Yeah. So their plan, is, as far as your mind is concerned, their plan was, okay, I'm going to break into this guy's house and then hang out in the bathroom. Yes. Until he shows up at two in the morning, opens the door, and I'm going to spook him. Yeah. It's exactly what he did, and it's great, and I love it. <laughs> I love that gremlin. I really do. Yeah, this is uh, Stripe, who was uh, the leader of the whole bunch. They identified this earlier. Yeah, this is Stripe. I thought Stripe was the one in the house. Oh, Stripe, Stripe might be the, the one, one in the house. house. This might be a different one. Excuse me. You're yeah. right. This one's just a bit dumb. This I can't there, there is a list of names for those gremlins, but... Uh, I'm going to call him Medkit. Yep. I'm going to call Makes this sense. one Medkit, because I like that name. Uh, realizing that his mother is in trouble, Billy races home. Now realizing, oh no, there's eggs at home, too. Yes, because that's exactly... There's well, he didn't know anything everywhere. bad was going to happen. He figured, you know, whatever the no. Mogwai catches into has got to also be this weird, cute thing, right? You'd hope, but... How does that come out of that? I don't know, and it creeps me out. <laughs> it's a weird sort of mesomorphosis. It's kind of like with um, axolotls and iodine. Mm. What? It's how they become... Uh, axolotls, the creatures... I'm aware of the animal. Yeah. If you put um, iodine in their water, they then become salamanders. Huh. It's It's a thing... Um, nature is weird. What is it? I love nature. It's because they're the only species that can be 
that is able to reproduce in their semi-larval. It's not larval. It's like kind of like a preteen state. Do you know what I mean? It's that intermediate state between <laughs> tiny baby to salamander. Um, I'm going with preteen. I love the this idea is, is of the axolotl with. as a preteen salamander, and I need that animated movie now. Preteen axolotl is going on the list of strange things to draw. Yes. Yes, um, it is. But they, they're, they're, there's a specific name for the type of creature they are. Okay, yeah, and, um, uh, sure. Iodine is the thing that makes them finish that that transition from intermediary to full adult, but they can breed at that intermediary space. It, it, there is a specific name for them. So cut to home, where Gizmo is stuck to a dartboard, and the gremlins are <laughs> playing darts. Oh, poor Gizmo. That is potentially Love hazardous. Them. Just a bit, but, you know. Mrs. Peltzer hears that there is trouble afoot, sees that the eggs have hatched, and grabs a knife and goes hunting. But you know what? She's badass. She... I, if there were things in my house threatening to kill me or being dangerous, I would be out of there like a shot. Mm. <laughs> what I like about this is, first of all, that it's really well shot, and she's sort of searching the house having grabbed a knife in the kitchen just to be like all right i don't know what i'm gonna do with this but if something's in here it's yep. gonna get a gonna get a surprise it's super tense and awesome and excellent use of silence and sound design in general here yeah it's it's very very well done like the whole that whole section of scene section of scene section of the movie i just really enjoyed because it's so tense but also has some like vaguely comedic moments, like when she shoves him in a microwave. Well, here, we're going to get to that. But I, I, <laughs> I have a note about just how she's moving, the actor's moving, because she's yeah. super tensed up and she's holding the knife like someone who's not who doesn't know how to use a knife as a weapon. And yeah. it feels very real for this reason, right? This, this is not a seasoned soldier. This is not a person who's, you know, who's a trained fighter. This is a housewife. Like, yeah. she's not going to she, she's going to pick up a knife and tense her whole body and not know quite what to do but be reassured by the fact that she's holding a weapon, right? Yeah, which is it's weird. Oh, why is that weird? It's because it's just I mean it's it's very well done. It's not the sort of thing you see in any films. Oh, anymore, weird ever. in the sense of unusual, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just thought it was brilliant because, you know, <laughs> She's not checking her angles, but why would she no. know to check her angles? She's not a soldier. No. She's a and frightened housewife even... who fears that some weird wild animal is about to maul her, right? Yeah. And in, in the, that period of time where they're what, where this the movie's set is like, it's not even a point in time where her husband may have been in the army and so might possibly have, you know, doing the whole sort of overprotective husband thing may have told her. He seems to have always been an inventor, at which point he didn't have to enlist at any point when it was common for people to be more in the army mid 80s if he's in his if we're calling it he's in his 40s then vietnam was 10 years earlier okay so he might have been so like it does maybe, seem like he was like, always not everybody was enlist like not everybody was drafted first of all but even yeah. of those drafted you could appeal it and do whatever and say like oh well actually mm. i got another reason or yeah but even then like not everybody in the army is like a frontline soldier they run logistics they repair vehicles you know guaranteed this guy they would have had him like you know tightening nuts on trucks right yeah so it, <clears throat> so like uh maybe that but she certainly wouldn't have been no 
Like they didn't in no, no. What I mean is he might have taught women. her. No, but he might have taught her in a in an overprotective husband way. I, he doesn't strike me as that type, though. So, like, even no. if he had some military experience, which seems at least some. I mean, maybe it's more like maybe it's less likely than I think it is. I don't know how extensive the draft was, for example. But uh, no. Plus or minus some amount of reasonableness, she is characterized Mm. here as being a frightened housewife, and she moves and behaves accordingly. And I thought it was just lovely from a physical acting standpoint. Mm. It's very well done, and she she really does play it very, very well. (laughs) Played his mother. Mm. Now I'm wondering. Well, while you look that up, uh, she... uh, (laughs) Well... I mean, she finds one of the gremlins, uh, and it turns out that uh, this blending machine is uh, working just fine. Yes. This is the first of the machines that works really well. Also, horrifying safety feature lack. Oh, yeah. Like, slightly terrifying. Like, if you got a hand stuck in there, it'll do to your hand the same thing it does to this gremlin. Uh, that's not what you want from life <laughs> no you don't not if you want to keep having hands but she has not she doesn't have a hand problem she has a gremlin problem and this thing is a very good gremlin masher so she yep. ma- she reaches over as this thing is looking in there for food i guess that she was previously preparing in this uh food processor effectively and uh she just hits the hits the button what uh, blends them yeah which you know it gets rid of them so just let it happen. And then there's another one in there. She grabs a TV tray stand to use as a shield and proceeds to just brutally stab this one and yeah, then which is... shove the other one into the microwave and turn the microwave on. <laughs> which I love because you see, because obviously then after that she goes, oh, I need knives. So it gets two more knives out of the yep. So And then just checks the microwave to make sure he's actually dead. <laughs> This thing exploded inside the microwave. It's it's very dead. And in the background, there, this other one that she previously stabbed is still moving, and has been impaled. Yeah. And the knife is stuck to the to the worktop underneath it. It's and and the entire kitchen's covered in green goo, and it's just bonkers. PG, ladies and gentlemen, parental guidance. Yep. It's a kids I mean, movie. It's not actual. Kids movie. I guess it's not actual blood. So they, I think they put an animal into the microwave movie. They did put an animal. Well, it's not really. An, well, it is an animal. Okay, not fine. They put a demon into the microwave. They put a demon into the microwave. So just, just just keep it with that. It's a demon. This was like it didn't feel gratuitous in the moment, but it sort of felt like oh damn to me yeah it, afterwards because I, I, I watched it obviously the first time i'm like okay that's kind of funny because i think i watched i mean obviously i wasn't like a child when this came out because it's 84 so it's a few years before i was even born mm. but it was on at christmas a few times i remember watching it when i was younger and just being like that is quite funny and then realizing afterwards quite how gratuitously violent it was would you like to hear my precise note on this section yes Oh shit, Always. that grabble- that stabbed gremlin isn't dead. It's just been impaled and is still squirming. I love this art department so much, the sick fucks. Yes. Well, yeah, because it's just that is a great little addition to the whole scene. Like, she wouldn't have deliberately gone for a kill shot. She just went for a way that she thought she could stop it. 
So, yeah, so ends up torturing this thing to death rather than just killing it. Yeah. Ugh. Because, why the fuck not? Uh, I could give you one reason. Because we just characterized cool. the lady who is saying, I'm going to torture your animal to death as an evil yeah. person for doing it, or threatening or thinking it, and here we're just doing it! She's not thinking, though. That's the thing. She's not thinking about it. She's she's doing it in survival mode, whereas this other woman's just doing it in vengeance Oh, mode. yeah, because like, we know what a dog is, and we know that this dog is clearly not a threat, despite her claim that no, she has adorable. a weak heart. Which, I don't know. I think the problems with her heart are not weakness. No. She has other problems, the, the problems with, with her heart. heart, like the fact that it's two like, or three sizes too small. And she doesn't get a Grinch arc in this, and just spoiler alert. Black like a lump of cold. Oh, yeah. Coal. <laughs> like a lump of gold. Yeah. yeah. Lump of coal. Coal makes more sense in this instance, I yeah. agree. Emboldened Impertin. by her first kills, and now a blooded warrior, she visibly relaxes and moves into the living room, then attacks a stalking that turns out to just be a toy robot. Yeah, which is hilarious. But then gets uh, attacked by a tree. Yeah, the tree is a gremlin. <laughs> or a couple of gremlins. There's a couple tell. of gremlins in the tree, maybe, yeah, and fortunately Billy arrives, and the sword is on... For one time, the sword doesn't fall off the, the, the stand no. there, and he picks up it's the sword, and off. he uses the sword like a bat. Yep, I, which is just... <laughs> I'm still <laughs> annoyed. Beautiful. I'm still annoyed at movie people using swords like bats, but here I'm less annoyed because this man is not a swordsman. He is an American teen, or maybe early 20s. He doesn't know how to yeah. use a sword. Why would he know how to use a sword? He's going to use it like I mean, a bat. The, you wouldn't know how to use a sword unless you've been trained in how to use a sword. Yeah. I'm sensibly glad he did it that way because it adds more realism to the situation. Yeah, it's only a when where there are it's only when they're beings. saying this person is a master swordsman and then they proceed to just go bat bat bat. Yeah, then then you're annoyed about it. But like, if it's just a character who's pre, what's the word pre established? That's the word pre established as just being your regular Joe. That's fine. I like that because yeah. it actually shows them. It would be weirder if they used it like an actual sword. <laughs> and I also quite like the fact that they call this back to his knight in shining armor trope drawing because that's sort yeah. of what's going to happen here. Because part of me was like, well, why not have him just pick up an all-American baseball bat? But then, yep. you know, beating a thing to death with a club is maybe not quite the uh, the aesthetic you were looking for in this instance. No. Which is different, but I don't blame them, really. Like, I wouldn't want that aesthetic, but fuck it, why not? So Stripe is getting away, and uh, yep. this was the leader one. This is actually Stripe this time, you're right, this is the one in the house. He was coincidentally just actually, I love Stripe. He's great. I think he's cute as heck, but I, I am also that kind of person that likes evil things. He's got so. a mohawk. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I showed you the intro to uh, Dark Souls 3 on your stream a yeah. few months ago, and your first comment was, ooh, pretty. Yeah, I am that person. I like pretty evil things. They make me happy. So Mrs. Peltzer is delivered safely to their doctor's house. I guess, uh, small. I guess small town stuff. But like hospitals are open on yeah. Christmas, guys. Yeah, they they should be. And you if know, they're not, there's uh, something wrong with the world. I guess maybe it's Americans, so they're like, well, we don't have insurance. Get her to the doc's house. Maybe he'll help her for free. Yeah. 
So, which I'm assuming is a more common thing in America. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is what I'm told. Uh, I I guess I don't really have any personal experience of this, and uh, if I'm wrong, then by all means, folks, please correct me by tweeting at one for Paul. Yeah. Uh, I'm always happy for like it might not seem like it, but like liter- legitimately, if I'm wrong, I like to know about it so I can be less wrong later. Just don't yell at me or be mean about it. Yeah, because you know, like I've never been to America, so that is all I know is of TV shows. And you are Canadian and have lived in the UK a lot. So (laughs) neither of us are very well aware. Unfortunately, we'd like to be, but we're not. So please correct us. I would appreciate it. So Billy finds Gizmo and shoves him into a backpack. Uh, Cut to outside where Billy is now on the hunt for Stripe and he tracks him down to the local YMCA. I mean local. Mm. uh, Actually, I don't mind shouting out YMCA. They do good work. Yeah, they do. I was about to say they they are a good charity to support so. i was gonna say like uh you know local uh, they go down to gym you know gym yeah. <laughs> local gym local gym yeah so <laughs> they go down to gymnasium yes but i don't mind shouting out ymca i like them so no. looks like stripe is here and also looks like billy brought the sword with him which is kind of dope but also kind of stupid because like pers- i i remember like, because oh, I've rewatched it obviously before we did this. Yeah. And when you walk around the corner with the sword, my brain's like, but what if the police saw him? This is America. He's allowed Just... to carry a sword. If this is an open I mean, carry he's also state, allowed to I don't... carry a gun. But... Yeah, he is. I mean, <laughs> so it... my point is, is he... if, he, if it's an open carry state, you can carry a sword. Yes. Can you? I need to go to one of open carry states to carry a sword around. Yeah. I'd probably get arrested. I mean, they might, uh, if a police officer saw you, they might have questions about why <laughs> yeah. you might be carrying a sword about. Because it can. But like, <laughs> you know, yeah, if you can carry around a gun, then why can't you carry around a sword? I mean, I would reason. Yeah. Again, if I'm wrong, tell me. But I would have thought you could just carry around a sword if you want to. Maybe. I don't know. I guess it changes state to state, too. So depending on which state this is supposed to be. I don't yeah, I don't think you can do it in California, which is actually where this is, because like that's where all of the they put just they just put powdered snow on a on a back lot somewhere in LA. Yeah, it's the, the same back lot as Back to the Future. Oh is it? Yeah, oh, same neat. town. That's a movie I've it's seen. It's quite cool. Ah I like understanding that's, the reference. That's impressive. <laughs> I enjoy when I understand the reference. All both times ever. And Stripe has found the swimming pool. Oh, no. <laughs> Mufi. That's the, that's... This is so cool. Yes. This is so cool. I know. I, though, there is, like, I kind of wish there'd been an epilepsy warning. I don't have epilepsy, but, like, my brain was like, is somebody with epilepsy was watching well, this thing? Uh, is it... I don't know if that's that much of a... I thought it was mostly, like, full screen flashes because it turns the whole screen into... I, I might be wrong there. I think... It depends on the severity of your epilepsy, because I knew someone who couldn't live, couldn't watch TV, couldn't have like a mobile phone, a smartphone, or anything oh, wow. like that, because they couldn't, because the the flashing, because obviously your screen is, well, it's up, replacing yeah, all those yeah, yeah. It's, pixels. It's updating sixty frames seconds. per second or thirty, depending. So, on your, yeah, yeah. So that that would have set them off. Really? Uh, I think it just depends on your severity of epilepsy. Oh, basically. I guess I really don't know that much about it. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's. So maybe they should put more warnings up. But I guess if you're watching a movie, there's a certain amount of it that you should expect. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, I mean, some stuff doesn't have any of those sorts of flashing lights in, so there's no need for it, but stuff that does have it. I mean, that scene itself is like, what, 10 to 15 seconds long? It was Maybe also... A bit longer? Any, I didn't, uh, it didn't trip any sort of, like, I, I worked in the TV studio for a little while, uh, I interned at one, and we did occasionally have conversations about, ooh, watch the flashes there, those are full screen flashes. Uh, yeah. But, like, we never had a sort of, like, oh, those lighting effects are a little much, or, the, you know, so uh, this didn't trip any of those sort of old red flag sensors that i have in the back of my brain so maybe it would maybe be I'm less just of being an issue but i also don't know in various other territories no sorry i might just have been oversensitive about it possibly because i just I thought it looked fucking killer because this actually it did look killer again we're talking pre-cg so i have to keep reminding yep. myself this is a thing that actually happened but it's not pre-cg it's just pre good cg <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll concede that point, fair, but you know what I mean. This this thing oh, yeah, no. that happens, this giant, roiling, demonic, green, smoky, just hellscape of a YMCA swimming pool is yeah. so cool. It's... And this actually occurred. People were here when this happened, and you can sort of tell on Billy's performance that he's there and going, oh, no. Like, he's legitimately worried that something's going to jump out at him. Which is fair enough, because I would be, knowing that water and the gremlins do not mix, I would be concerned. The The impact of this is immense. It really is. Like, it, it, think, you know, a spill of water created, what, five gremlins? And then a drop of water created one gremlin. Yep. What is that whole pool going to do? <laughs> In story, the impact is immense, but also the impact visually of this thing happening is immense i felt like yeah. oh man this is so cool it's yeah so billy it's goes to the police station yep to report Ask that um gremlins are about to terrorize the town i guess oh yeah but you know I, it's fair enough i guess i think like it's a fair assumption. <laughs> Things just escalate so beautifully in this film, don't they? Mm. Like, at every stage, Billy has made exactly the correct decision, and those who don't believe him have good cause not to. Which is, yeah, they, they've not seen anything, and thus, they don't know there's actually anything wrong. And one of them has clearly just been drinking, like, far too much eggnog all night. Because mm. it's Christmas Eve, and who's gonna ha who's gonna make a crime on Christmas Eve? Uh, gremlins. I mean, other than gremlins, because those clearly <laughs> don't exist, right? Yeah, right. Movie? I mean, they're, they're pretty sure there's a high percentage of crime committed on the on Christmas Eve, but like in the movie universe, it's in the movie universe, yeah, world. small town stuff. Like, what's this guy gonna get called out to, right? Yeah, I mean, th there's nothing gonna happen. Might possibly an argument between neighbors who've drunk too much eggnog. And are now arguing, and will be fine by tomorrow. We're throwing a lot of shade at a delicious drink, but okay. I've never had it. Really? So, yeah. Oh man, this winter we're gonna nog you up. <laughs> oh my god, I just realized. Sorry, no, not what I meant. We're just gonna get. We're going to make you eggnog. Jesus, sorry. 
I only realized after. We're going to nog you up. That's a thing that we could say about eggnog if it weren't so similar to the, oh, God, Woofy, I'm so sorry. I'm going to stop now. Do you want to? Uh, hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry for everybody having to listen to my watching cat all over that bit, but Jesus Christ. I'm laughing because I did not mean to do that, and it's hilarious that I did, and I'm also supremely embarrassed. It's fine. It's fine. It, the, the worst part is the first thing that came to my head was that would make a great sticker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, but uh, also possibly no. no uh, <laughs> mm, I mean, we'll have to rate it at least PG-13. Oh, yeah, no, we have to rate everything PG-13. There's been a lot of... I've dropped more than one F-bomb in this. Oh, I mean, I feel like that that moves us into... What's after oh, yeah. PG-13 in the US? Is, is there a 15? I think in the UK that would make it a 15 because, you know, you can't just go F-bombing people. No. That's that's not how that works. So meanwhile, uh, uh, holy crap, that is an awesome feat of stop motion as the new gremlin army walk down the street towards camera. Which is, it, it, it's an amazing feat of stop motion. I remember looking at this and some of the bits with that, the music feels very... Mm. Um, Tim Burton-esque, like not no, Danny Elfman is the one I mean, sorry, not Tim Burton. Um, but it feel it kind of has moments there where it just does very much feel like a Tim Burton movie. With that this musical one, score, because it feels like Danny Elfman. In the best possible way, yeah, I see what you mean, right? <laughs> yeah. But only I, I think it. because uh Burton has borrowed so much of this kind of aesthetic. Because this is before yeah. his Batman movie, wasn't it? Uh Tim Burton, Batman. Yeah, it was Batman Returns in 89? 89. Yeah. Yeah, so he... It was before then. I think... When was the first first Tim Burton movie? I don't know, but, like, uh, I think he was part of that wave of this aesthetic, so I I, I totally get you on that, right? But to me, I'm just watching this stop motion and going every frame. Yeah. What what are we looking at? A hundred of these things? Yeah. Every well, frame, a hundred of these things is terrifying for like it's a minute and a half or something. Yeah. So good. I mean, it looks really it's choppy stop motion-y, but I don't mind yeah. it. It's I quite like that, though, because it adds a slight level of menace It's sort to of the unnatural in that sort of creepy way, and I agree with you. Yeah. It adds something, doesn't it? It works well, and I it, it it was always one of the ones I loved. Is is that kind of also as I say the sound, mm. the actual setting itself, and it's just it's very sort of I don't know. I, I think it's kind of what you'd see if you saw that lot coming towards you, and you had no idea what they were. Like everything slows down a bit, and you're like, oh fuck. So cut oh, yeah. to Mister uh, our favorite, our friendly neighborhood xenophobe. Yep. Where the TV is, uh, is on the fritz because gremlins. And also because it's a foreign TV and they should have bought a Zenith. Oh, yeah. Which, in my head, I went, well, Zenith did cameras as well. They did, did like, proper DSLRs. And my brain went, but that's Russian. And then I realized I'm not actually sure that's the same company. <laughs> I'm reasonably certain, given the content of this person's mind, that mm. this is not a Russian company. Yeah, almost certainly. So that's just my brain making connections. So let's point out for the first time he is in fact correct. The thing causing his TV to not work is yeah. Gremlins. 
actually gremlins. But the foreigners didn't put them there. The gremlins were put there by Billy. Yep. An all-American gremlin. Oh, God. So Such he... Such a cute gremlin. Sorry? Such a cute gremlin, too. Yeah. So he can't... Uh, xenophobe man can't figure out what's going wrong, so he's... Uh, now even... Now he's even turning to those most hated of channels, foreign. Oh, God. Yeah, those foreign channels, man. I mean... Seriously, what the hell is wrong with this guy? What the hell is wrong with this guy? If he doesn't want to watch the telenovela, he doesn't have to watch the telefucking novella. He's a product of his generation. Like, I'm not excusing that whatsoever, but it's... Slightly understandable, I guess. I guess it's just like speaking as one of those foreigners. I'm like, what? What is wrong with me? What? What is? What is your problem with me or people like me? Come on, buddy. Right? He just doesn't like the foreigners. I guess not. But then again, he doesn't like the foreigners that don't speak English. I bet you it's that whole. Yeah. You speak English, you're fine. Uh, Not like us French Canadians, who learn English as a matter of necessity, (laughs) because if we don't speak it, then it's very difficult to work outside of Quebec or maybe France. So, you know, it's it's tricky. You have to do it sometimes. So anyway, I understand. Uh, he goes outside to check the antenna and suddenly the antenna is the least of his problems. Because gremlins. Mm. <laughs> Which is facially his expressions were great. And the fact that he just, he didn't bother putting any other extra clothing on. He's just thrown his outcoat, overcoat over his dressing gown and his pajamas is, He's only expecting to be out there for a minute. Yeah, well, no, climbing up on the roof. I'd put more clothes on. No, he's not going up on the roof. He's just going outside to look up at the roof to see if the uh, antenna yeah. is the problem. This is if the antenna is actually the problem and he can see the problem and he reckons, yeah, I could probably fix that, guaranteed he goes back in to put on some better shoes. Yeah, I suppose he might have. Anyway, so uh, the gremlins have taken over his beloved Kentucky plow. Oh, that plow. And proceed to just brutally murder him. Which is horrible. With the, pal- with the um, plow. I was wrong. It wasn't the only death in the movie, that, that nope. scientist. He was the second one. No, this is uh, death number two. So even in a children's movie, the black guy dies first. <coughs> oh yeah, that's... um. That's a trope that I don't enjoy. It's not a trope that I enjoy, (laughs) so I'm calling it out for what it is. An unneeded trope. Yes, it was a black scientist, science teacher. I I like that representation, but it's still... Oh, yeah. It's still, haha, the black guy died first. Come on. Don't don't do that. Maybe it was less tired in the 80s. Maybe it was... I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know pop culture. Uh, It probably was less tired in the 80s, and it's just now that we are used to seeing that as a joke and a meme that it's just become very tiring. You know when you remember when we used to call memes bad jokes? Yeah. Yeah. Still kind of are frankly. Pepperidge Farm remembers. (laughs) You see, it's only annoying what other people meme. Or they meme in irresponsible ways. Meme responsibly, kids. Much like drinking responsibly. Don't do it irresponsibly. So now all over town, the gremlins are taking over. There's one in the mailbox. Yep, because that's exactly... I I mean, I have to say I quite like that. That was a fun one. (laughs) Just bites the dude's hand off. 
Yeah. And it's the way the priest's just like, is everything okay? And you just kind of see him going, shit, I can't get my hand back. Yeah. Shit. There's one anybody's Sorry, go ahead. reaction. It's anybody's reaction when they discover that they cannot get their hand back out of a postman. That was pretty real, yeah. I think we've all got our hands stuck somewhere it shouldn't have been. Oh, yeah. There's one rewiring the traffic lights so that they're all green. Oh, which, again, this is kind of a classic movie trope when you have these sorts of impish-type demons around. Well, these ones but, particularly you know, are supposed to be like tech gremlins, right? Yeah. So I, I get it. But also, let's chalk up a couple of probable off-screen deaths from the traffic accidents. Yeah, so we're at four deaths Something now? like, we don't know how many traffic accidents, but we hear at least one. Yeah, so we'll say four, possibly five as an estimate. It's a pretty high body count for a children's movie. Anyway. It's kind of, back it's at, meant to be a horror movie. But <laughs> it's meant to be what now? It's meant to be a horror movie. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Well, back. Oh, well, it's kind of a, a kids' horror movie, but. I guess I don't know what horror movies are. I don't watch a lot of them. It's got all the classic tropes. Yeah, like that one we just went over. Yeah. <laughs> so, back at the police station, the police are still not convinced that Gizmo could turn into a thousand demon monsters. Frankly, I can't blame them. If somebody told me that, I'd be like, you sure? No, you don't understand. This puppy is the harbinger of the apocalypse. No, look at it. You can tell. I mean, personally, I'd have just gone, it's related to a rabbit. <laughs> At which point people are like, okay, we know what happens to rabbits. We'll, we'll get this dealt with. It's fine. Lydia, you don't understand. This rabbit, if allowed to breed, will end up killing us all. Yeah. Just just let the rabbit kill everybody. I think I've, I, for one, personally welcome our new rabbity overlords. I, I for one... Won't unless it's convenient. In which case, maybe, maybe yes. Yeah, can I? We'll find if, out. As long as I can still play Minecraft, I'm okay. I can't see why the rabbits would have a problem with you playing Minecraft. Oh, by Minecraft, I mean uh, block video game. <laughs> I got it down at Emporium. Ah, good old Emporium. It has everything that you need. So before the police sheriff can be shown how Gizmo multiplies with water, they get a call about the accident that just happened to our xenophobic friend. Oh, our poor xenophobic friend. So, uh, like, I didn't like the guy, but I, I also didn't no. think he ought to die. I mean, he didn't seem too bad. Like, apart from the xenophobia, like, he otherwise wasn't that bad. He was just He's the kind of guy who, like, if somebody invites him along to a barbecue I've invited them to, I'm like, all right, just please, if, please keep your friend under control. But yeah, I don't mind him being yeah. there. It's not otherwise an issue, just slightly annoying. Just like if someone starts speaking Arabic at my party, please let him not, please prevent him from saying what he wants to say, please. That's fine. Otherwise, otherwise I'm quite happy for him to be here. Just don't say Make shit. Make sure he does the silence. Uh, maybe I shouldn't tolerate that, but still. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just kind of got it in order to keep peace. I guess so. It's unfortunate. So It is. Look, it's Mrs. Deagle in her house. I guess she has a lot of cats. Cats which have I... names. Mufi, would you like to cover this section? I, I, I like this. I can't remember what the names of the cats were. I think one of them is like Pepsi or something ridiculous. Uh, no, it's not Pepsi. What is it? Her cats are named after currencies, Mufi. Oh, God. One of them is Kopek. 
that's why. Yeah. One of them is ruble. Yeah. One is I mean, peso. Which is kind of cute. I yeah sure. One is uh, I, drachma. Ah, uh, I didn't hear drachma, but uh, I looked it up on IMDb. One of them was named drachma. Uh, see. Uh, not That's IMDb, Wikipedia, sorry. Yeah. And uh, the last one is, that I have a name for is Dollar Bill, and she says that one in the movie. Oh, she hey, does. little Dollar yes. Bill. thing is, like, as a cat lady. <laughs> Speaking as your resident, uh, as our resident cat lady, we're looking for some expertise here. Is she, in fact, a good and responsible and loving cat lady? Yes. Like, the house doesn't look messy. They've got food. I mean, I wouldn't feed my cats on the table, but... Yeah, you know, each to their own on that one. They can have fun with it. I mean, also, it seems a little bit like she's... Because it, it, it annoys me with this whole Catwoman trope. With the whole... She's crazy, she lives alone, she just has cats and nobody likes it. Which, you know, uh, as I say, as a Catwoman, I'm like, mm, that's not how it works. We are lovely human beings. Some you shouldn't be so... You shouldn't be so easy to give out your secret identity there, Catwoman. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so yeah. i get you but i think in this case the reason that nobody likes her is not because she's a cat lady i think the reason nobody likes no. her is because she's a despicable human being who can yeah. only have room in her life for loving cats and for no other beings i mean that sounds like me but <laughs> oh <laughs> stop um, no, I, I think it's more that I just always get annoyed with the fact that, you know, the good people are the ones who are dog lovers and the evil people are the ones who love cats. Oh, that I also get annoyed by. But like, for like, reference, you are not a bad cat lady. I know. You are like a good cat lady. Usually covered in fur, but often friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Until I haven't had my caffeine. That's a sticker. Usually covered in... in fur, but it's okay. I won't bite. Yeah. Usually. Usually I won't bite. Unless I've had my, you know, my inferior to coffee caffeinated drink. <laughs> what, what's wrong? Uh, maybe you need some more caffeine out of your drink there. Maybe you should Maybe you should move to a superior caffeinated beverage. Hey, if you want me to be bouncing off the walls, go for it. But I really wouldn't suggest it. That's okay. We can buy new walls. <laughs> If this patron thing takes off, then oh man, we can just we're we're gonna have so many walls. Yeah. So she mm. hates carolers. She does. I don't blame her. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't like people coming to my door to sing at me. I mean, I think again, it's also I think it's the whole choir upbringing that I've had that yeah, I'm used to hearing Christmas carols, and if somebody came to my door singing them, I would literally just kill them. Uh, I wouldn't be a player, I wouldn't be a fan. So, for the crime of trying to sing and spread Christmas joy, uh, murder is your is what you want to do to them. There is only so many times you can hear the song "Oh Come All Ye Faithful" before you want to scratch your own eyeballs out and kill someone. Oh yeah, it's it's even worse when they're those pop choir people who come oh, and God, like no. they'll sing the George Michael one at you. Yeah. And like, no, you don't, know, don't do Whammus is a real thing, I, and Whamageddon. I Whamageddon is a real thing. And last year, I managed until the twenty second, and I was very happy about it. 
is it last year I got out on like the fourth or fifth day of, of, of December and I'm like, Woofy, mm. you don't understand. Last Christmas, uh, you gave me my heart. But the very next day, you gave it away. I did, but I didn't really have a choice in the matter. There were gremlins coming at me. <laughs> have you ever tried to argue with gremlins? No. These are singing I've... gremlins, which are what show up at Mrs. Deagle's door. You see how smooth that uh, segue was? Yeah. It was a pretty smooth. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that one. I mean, to be honest, I think my reaction would be the same as hers if I was, A, carrying a glass jug. Yeah, sure. Uh, so and... her plan was to just splash water <laughs> on the people in the middle of winter. Because that's kind. Though we have assessed that she is. Not just though. to tell them to fuck off. You could tell just... them to fuck off. Yeah. Or call the police as a nu- you know, a nuisance. Like, uh, no, I don't want them here. You're going to have a tough time convincing the police that yeah. this is a noise nuisance. But like, I just I find it very stupid. Like, don't also like having uh, as a a viewer, you're watching it going, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah, she does lock every door in the door, seemingly forgetting that she has a cat flap. Yeah. But weirdly, I totally buy and empathize with her fear here. I empathize with her as like a frightened old lady who's not ready to die. Which is I that that's thing I think you're meant obviously you're meant to in this bit yeah but it it's still hilariously funny seeing like, what happens next again I think she's <laughs> awful I think she's a terrible person but you know you don't want her to die no there's a limit like I, I there are plenty of people I don't like but I don't want them dead yeah and those people are not caroling at your door those are the people you want dead as we've previously yeah. established <laughs> yeah I just want the carolers dead so of course. It was weird for me to feel like this person who's been set up as this one-dimensional Cruella de Vil-esque uh, super villain lady was, is now just this frightened old woman who believes she's about to die and doesn't want to. Yeah, and you, you can't help but feel sorry for her, really. Like, it's, 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 it's really a, hard to continue to dislike her in this scene. It, uh, right. Because now we have a new villain, the Gremlins, who messed with her uh, Stena Stairlift. Her, oh, sorry, did. I mean uh, her her unbranded uh, chairlift. I, that stairlift isn't even funny, though. It's, there's no way to make that funny. Her unbranded solo escalator. Solo escalator, solo stair based escalator. Okay, and due to yeah. Gremlins messing with it, she flies out of her top story window, presumably to her death. Yeah, which is. Perfectly understandable. So the police show up, by which I mean they were driving past to get to Xenophobe's house, and uh, her body just flies directly into the road in front of her. In front of them, sorry. And and then death, I assume. So that's the fifth death in the movie. The police uh, show up in time to witness it, but the gremlins cut their brake lines. Because that's... I mean, they... For one... I have to say, these gremlins understand a lot of mechanical intricacies. Yeah, they learned a lot very quickly. Yeah. Like, are they super smart? They Is were born yesterday. Literally. Well, no, they were born today. They were just, I guess they were born last night. Yeah. I guess midnight so is they- weird for that, because yeah, this morning technically, because it's been after midnight this morning. But last night, if you're counting it, don't feed them in the morning or in the evening, because that's also technically after midnight. Just don't feed them. Just never feed them. 
They don't deserve food. No food. Bad food. So the town's Santa Claus man is being attacked by gremlins. And maybe, given that the police are, like, right there, maybe they should help. Maybe they should, like, they're right there. But they don't. (laughs) No, they run (laughs) away. They roll up their car window, of course, and they, they peace out. Yeah. It's it's just insane. And miracle of miracle, Billy's foreign-made car is working. Because only the foreign-made car will survive! Uh, yeah, maybe. So cut to Mr. Peltzer trying to get through to his wife on the phone from, uh, from gas station. Also making a sale to the attendant of a smokeless ashtray. (laughs) Oh god, that ashtray... (laughs) So cut to Dory's Tavern again. We're getting some rapid cuts because things are getting heated up. Cut to Dory's Tavern where the gremlins are having a party. And for some reason, Kate is serving them just like as if they're normal patrons. Oh, well, she she does look terrified. But yeah, it's it's, that I kind of don't understand at all. How are they ordering? They don't speak words. Um, But do they? I guess they they do kind of. Well, they, well, they do, because they say num-nums. I guess that's right. They do say some words. But never mind that. It's a party. Woohoo. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, aside from the rampant property damage, this looks like yeah. a really fun party. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like people hanging off the ceiling fans, and yeah. Like, yeah. I've been to and parties like, like it. this. It's kind of rad. It is fun. It's been a while, but it is fun. I think I'm past that in my life, if I'm honest. But yeah, for the for the couple of times in my life it happened, these were great parties. So, well, maybe the gremlins aren't so bad after all. I mean, no, aside from Stripe, just shooting another gremlin for cheating at cards. Yeah. Just like is... with a with a real ass like revolver. It's a bit bonkers. PG. It really is. It's still a PG movie and still somehow. Some of them Somehow. are just smoking cigarettes. I mean, granted, it's the bad guys, I guess, but like they're um, they're not really characterized as bad, just like a force of nature, right? And it's not just cigarettes. It's it's it, when you're saying some of them are smoking cigarettes. It's like two of them smoking about five each. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Two of them Which are smoking hilarious. like several at a time. Which is really funny. And then you know she's she's serving them, and then she turns around and goes, he sees one has just shoved more fags in his mouth. Yep. Cigarettes in his mouth. Yeah, I'm not. I'm never going to get used to that word meaning cigarettes, but it's a British thing, and I understand yeah. what you're saying. Um, her, you know, shoving more cigarettes in his mouth, and so she tries to light it for him, and he's scared of the light. Yeah, it makes you wonder how they lit the rest of them. Yeah, it does make you wonder, but apparently there's got to be a way. Maybe they stole them off previous people in the shop, like in the bar. Maybe there were people in there, and they scared them off going to call out a specific little thing here uh one of the gremlins starts playing with hand puppets which means yeah. that there is a puppeteer working this puppet which is itself working two more puppets <laughs> yeah Mufi, i can't imagine getting that good at anything <laughs> puppet section no but like for real <laughs> they're oh, yeah, working no, totally. a puppet who needs to convincingly also work two different other puppets i it's just bonkers it, it is actually it's like the talent of some of the guys on this set. Is this off. the height of this kind of puppet art? Because it feels like it's the height of this kind of puppet art. Like I, I can't think of anything that's been better than this. 
No, I actually, I mean, there's there's probably like some Muppets thing where they're doing puppets, but they're not doing it very well. I don't know. I mean, Jim Henson's stuff was always impressive. I, I don't know that they ever did this kind of level of animatronic intricacy. Maybe. I don't recall one where they have, but I'm sure somebody will tell us that we were wrong. I mean, unless we're counting the things like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park as a puppet, which I don't know if a large scale, I guess technically it's a puppet. It does technically count as because it's an animatronic. It's just a gigantic puppet. But like, you know what? I can't think of too much that's on this level other than other stuff that is at the same height of its craft, right? Yeah, and I can't think of any that there are. So Amazing stuff. So, um... Kate figures out that they hate both the light and also the camera flash from her uh, instant print camera and works her way up to the exit, narrowly avoiding a gunshot Yep. as a gremlin levels a gun at her face and fires and she just sort of dodges out of the way. PG. Which is impressive. Yeah, also highly impressive. I guess, yeah. I, I, uh, or lucky, or just, oh my god, guns make me so nervous in movies. Guns make me guns so nervous, nervous in movies, in right? Some kid somewhere, guaranteed, has seen this and then has sort of accidentally discovered their parents' handgun and done something awful. Guaranteed that this has happened at least once. So, like, fuck, yeah. right? I, I don't like actual guns in children's movies. I don't. No. It makes me uncomfortable. It it always has done. It's just a thing. Like, Maybe it's a cultural thing, because in Canada, for me, like, guns are what you use for hunting. It, yeah, it's mostly the same here, but, like, I just don't see guns as a thing that should be normal. Yeah. <laughs> Not but a, it's just me. Yeah, I mean, granted, they're in the US, so in context, it's a different culture. All I mean to say is, like, if this feels weird to hear from a foreigner, I'm like, okay, fair. I mean, I'm aware. Yeah. I'm just, this is shows about my impressions and also yours, Mufi. I'm, ta- I'm talking a lot more than usual this episode. Am I talking over yeah, you? No, you're not talking over me. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> so, fortunately, is Billy is here in his car. Yes, because... You know, that's exactly how that works. And now the car <laughs> won't start again. Yep, because gremlins. Because he turned it off for some reason. Why would you do that? Like, he showed he up needs... in a car that he knows is unreliable. Don't turn it off. Just just don't. I would have preferred, though, then, then again, that might have led to a scene of a gremlin driving a car. I, I wouldn't have been mad at that. I really wouldn't have, but... Guess they're gonna yeah. have to run! Oh, no! And as they um, do, they see that the whole of Main Street is in chaos. Because gremlins. <laughs> Not fast food restaurant! Oh no! Nah, did this thing. Oh my god, it's Bank! Not Bank! Fortunately, Bank has already been uh, trashed earlier, and that's where they escape to, so that they can have the moment of calm in the storm to establish that Kate... Really, 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 really does not like Christmas and has good reason for not enjoying this time of yeah. year very much. She explains it and So what does damned. she what does she explain, Mufi? Uh that they on Christmas Eve she and her mother were waiting for her father to come home. Yep. Again, working on Christmas Eve. Late, bit weird, but then again I guess people do that. Um and they called his phone his work phone. Nobody answered. 
He didn't come home, didn't come home the next day. They called the police. The police searched. And eventually it starts getting cold, like more cold anyway. And she puts the fire on and discovers a smell. Yeah. Which I don't want to think about that smell. But we know it exists. So they call the fire brigade, who break open the chimney and discover not a dead animal that they thought they were going to discover, but her father's dead body. In a Santa outfit I feel with all of their Christmas presents. I feel it's a very fair reason to hate Christmas. <laughs> I am okay with that reason. Also, though, we, when you notice that all of your presents were gone, that should also have been a clue. Well, they might have done what some people do and didn't put the, tree, the presents under the tree until Christmas Eve. Like, he would come downstairs and do it on, on Christmas Eve. I suppose that's true, yeah. So they wouldn't have necessarily known. Yeah. Except the... Never have known. Yeah, I, I guess if he did the shopping without the mother, for example. Yeah, I was assuming that she would know what they bought, but maybe not. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm not needing this to make sense, actually. That's a really unfortunate thing. I, I, can I just point out one little thing? Uh, when they're in the bank and they've just they've seen that it's trashed and they take a little breather... And mm. there's a few lines. What are they? Gremlins. Just like Mr. Fetterman said. Fetterman is the yeah. friendly neighborhood xenophobe. So to be clear, the movie has just tacitly blamed foreigners for this. By accident, yep. I mean, by accident or not, I... That first scene, I didn't call it out at the time because mm. I wanted to call it out here. Specifically, Chinese people are being blamed here tacitly because that's where the Mogwai come from. Yeah, even though it wasn't actually their fault. The the guy in the shop told you to... that the Mogwai wasn't for sale. Yeah. He sold you it's too much of a responsibility, it's not for sale at any price. It was the the guy's grandson who sold it for the 200 bucks on the side because he reckoned they needed the money and I guess didn't realize. But first of all, Chinese magic trope? Eh. Yeah. Not good. Not happy with that. Also, <laughs> no, uh, they've just blamed Chinese people for this because, like, ah, well, you know, foreign stuff. That's because where the gremlins come in. Yes, always. <sighs> that's the Mister Fetterman has been very clear. That's you know the foreigners put the gremlins in the machines. Well, that's the only way that the gremlins would get in any machine, isn't it? Surely that uh, foreigners clearly and. And all they had to do to prevent this was to follow some very simple, clearly communicated rules. But for sure, it's the it's the fault of the foreigners, right? Oh, yeah, totally. No. <clears throat> it's only the foreigners. It's only their fault. You know what? I'm going to go party with the gremlins. You coming, Mufi? Yeah, I'd rather party with the gremlins. I think they're I'm done with these fun. guys. Yeah, fuck these Gremlins guys. are the good guys now. Except, you know, the, you know, shooting other the, people the for cheating ones. at cards. Also cheating yeah. at cards in any event. Yeah, I mean, apart from those ones, but the, the other gremlins are cool. I'm sure they're great. Let's go party. Yeah, let's go do it. Bring your own I beer. I would be down for that. I don't, I don't uh, trust them not to throw a cigarette in mine. No, I don't either. I'd probably be more likely to, <laughs> to drink I, a load of vodka. And we're joking, but like, for real, I felt real uncomfortable with this. On a, I, at first viewing, I was like, why do I feel weird here? And the second viewing, I was like, I need yeah. to unpack this, and this is what I unpacked. I wonder if you share my feelings on that. Yeah, I, there is like a slight sense of xenophobia. It's not like outright xenophobia by any stretch, but it is that, that sort of... It's I an undercurrent, it's, that era. it's an undercurrent. Yeah, it was more that era, I think, was, was the whole problem with it. 
type. Maybe yeah. I'm I'm seeing a lot less of that now, which good. Yes. I appreciate that in movies that there's much less of that and in much TV as well, less homophobia and less xenophobia. So it's good. I'm I it's we are progressing. Slowly. <laughs> Cut to Mr. Peltzer, whose smokeless ashtray is producing rather a lot of smoke. Yep. Luffy, <laughs> oh, I love this. I, I know. It's uh, like some weird sort of uh what's it movie? If you yeah, had told me that this section was actually Chris Farley, mm. I would have believed you. Or a John Goodman, I would have believed oh, you. Yeah. But instead, it's this magnificent man who has a similarly excellent comedic timing and comedic oh, performance really of a deadpan nature. Because he just walks away oh, and goes, ah, oh, yeah, I'm sure that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it's perfectly normal. Yeah. Oh, totally. There's, there's no other way around it. It'll, it'll stop smoking soon. You're fine. Because, like, most of his inventions do the thing that they're supposed to do, but have a little bug in it. This one does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> so back to Billy and Kate, who go outside to find the town suspiciously quiet. Yeah. It's just a bit of fire. I'm sure it's fine. It's just, just a little bit of fire. Just no, and they, yeah, because they ended the movie theater, which is fine. It's the only place that's going to be dark all day. But yet not, because the movie theater lights are, <coughs> the, the lights on the screen are quite bright. You would have thought, and but, None you of know. the gremlins have troubles with that. Sorry? None of the, none of the, the, the gremlins have any trouble with the bright light coming from the projector. No, none do. At all. But uh, that which was why sick. they reckoned they're going somewhere where it's going to be dark all day. And where yeah. there's not going to be any people all day, presumably. Except for, you know, all the people who want to go to the movies on Christmas Day. Yeah. Like so, I that. mean, they, Why would you they're quite correct. There's not going to be anybody there on Christmas Day. No. That's possibly the only place in this town that seems to be closed on Christmas Eve. True. So, guess, uh, guess they really like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, because that's what you would play at Christmas in your small town oh, yeah. cinema with one screen. I have to say, I quite like this scene, though. It is. Okay, so like inside <laughs> the cinema, I was laughing so hard. Yeah. Because it's just so beautiful. It's, the, the, all describe, these what, describe what we're looking at. Uh, so you've got the, the gremlins kind of managed to end up putting on the second or the fourth reel of Snow White, and they end up singing along with the hi-ho, it's off to work we go song, which is just... <laughs> which <laughs> You've never known definitely who's should not be on Reel 4, but okay. Definitely not, but we don't... It's it's fine. Like We'll, we'll allow it. Um, For those youngins <laughs> who haven't been to a film cinema, what happens is there's not enough film on a typical reel of film to play an entire feature-length film, so... At yep. certain points, the projectionist needs to swap out a new reel for the old one. So they start it to spinning at a point where there's like a little flash in one corner. Uh, you can see it if you're watching old movies sometimes that have been transcoded from the film bit. And it tells them yep. you need to now change to the new reel. And you might have a couple of frame skips or something, but generally speaking, that's what, that's how it's done. So you, one movie yep. has four reels, so that projectionist needs to be actually quite skilled to do it. A little bit less now 
with uh, with the advent of digital, because now you just yeah, play the it's... file, and in fact, you play the files on a schedule and don't even have a person in the cinema at all. Which is a shame, because that's a, a lost art now. But... A lost craft, I'd say. I don't know if like, it, there's an expressive quality to projectioning, to projectionism, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, definitely a lost skill. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think it's yeah. super un- unfortunate that a lot of people can't do that anymore. But, but uh, this whole scene is wonderful because the, the gremlins in here, it it just, just struck me that every single gremlin in this cinema, in every single event. seat, which is packed, yeah, is an individually crafted object made by an art department. And each one has like individual details, like this one's wearing a little vest and this one has discovered some sunglasses somewhere and that one uh burned his hair somehow and that one's carrying a knife and that it is you know what i mean like they're each one of them has a little like you could name them yeah which is i i love that and i i want to believe that it's all puppets but i suspect that bit may have been people dressed up in vague gremlin shaped outfits towards the end i think they pro- if Just it's me it if i'm in that department it. i'm saying yeah. We made like 40 prototypes before we committed to the ones we were using as the main ones. Let's throw those ones in the seats yeah. at the back. Yeah. So, I mean, I Just think they're him, still like, objects. I don't think they're out. people. I think they're still like they made this Fair thing enough. happen, right? Pro- well, maybe I don't. I that wasn't something I kind of found information about. Just, Me neither. I'm one just of them like wearing Mickey Mouse. I, I hope. Sorry, I cut you it, off. I do when hope. one of them was wearing. Uh, Mickey Mouse is. Yeah, yes, I saw that. That was wonderful. Just so cute. So I've never been to a sing along viewing of a film before, but now I'm kind of tempted. This looks legitimately yeah. fun. It does look hilarious. I, I would love to go see Rocky Horror live, not live, but you know what I mean, a proper Rocky Horror showing and stuff. But <sighs> already on the list, movie. And at the moment, with everything, yeah. So Billy and Kate take advantage of the gremlins' distraction to just so much arson. Yeah, I was about to say, they're just going to commit arson. Like, quite seriously commit arson. Like, they burn the building down. Yeah! They go to the, they go to where the, I mean, I guess they just know for some reason where the gas is. Maybe they worked here? I guess that um, it's reasonable that they might have worked a few shifts there as teenagers or something. You know, it's it's a small town, uh, you know. If you have a weekend job, it's probably going to be somewhere like that. Yeah. I totally get it. So maybe they know where it is. Okay. Or one of them. uh, Fine. So, but anyway, they just, they just turn on the gas and then uh, as Stripe decides to go find some more snacks across the road, because they're out of popcorn, because they ate all the popcorn. Oh yeah. And uh, like the whole cinema is out of popcorn, you know? Well, these gremlins do eat a fuck ton. Yeah. They didn't like, uh, they didn't like apples, but they do like popcorn. Uh, I can't blame them. I prefer popcorn to apples, but then I will eat apples because good healthy food. So, so the whole fire sequence, weirdly, you yeah. know, does it remind me of something else? Because it reminds me of something weird. Yes, but I couldn't put a name to it. Inglorious Bastards. Yes. I wonder whether Inglorious Bastards was uh, informed in some way visually by this, because, I mean, in a one way, it's like it's a movie theater fire, so whatever. Yeah. But I almost now wonder if knowing how Tarantino has said he thinks and what people say about the way he thinks, whether he was like, I wonder if I do a Gremlins, but with Nazis. 
Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Like it may just have been. I mean, that's the thing. Tarantino strikes me as the kind of person who probably would have done that because it's Tarantino. Like he's a movie like, nerd who makes movies. Is my impression. Yeah. And this feels like a he movie is. nerd movie. Am I wrong? It does feel like a movie nerd movie. Or the movie that becomes a movie nerd movie anyway. Like. Good sure, stuff. but you know what I mean. Like this, uh, this whole fire scene reminds me of that because it's sort of we get uh, shots of people trapped in there, and by the end, it just blows up for some reason. Well, if there's that much gas, eventually it'll get to the mains and it'll blow up. I suppose that's true, yeah. Uh, so Billy and Kate have saved the day with uh, just so many, so much crime. All the crime. And this is how you save the day, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sometimes you gotta commit big movie. crimes to solve big problems. Put that on a poster. Yes. <laughs> God damn, don't. It's not. No, I've said it sarcastically no. because all right. Anyway, so killing all of the gremlins <laughs> except, of course, for the guy who went out for snacks at the department because store. Because they didn't, know. which turns out to be Stripe, who is the evilest of them all. Uh, well, I guess evil. Yeah, he earlier shot another gremlin. Yeah, the rest of them but just seem no like they want to party. Yeah, except for that one guy who like rewired the streetlights to kill people. Or that, that other, or that other guy well. who just ate that man. That yes, that was bad. Yeah, yeah, a couple of them are not great. A couple of them, but not all of them. So it's yeah. They decide that Kate will. Uh, so they need to find Stripe. Sorry, from getting to water, yes. or it'll start all over again. And they decide that Kate will find and turn on the lights in the department store while Billy hunts for Stripe. Because that's how things work. Yes. I mean, that, that is the sensible option. She takes Gizmo with her. Yep. Because it is safer to take Gizmo with her. Yep. And also see. they kiss, which is actually quite a lovely moment here. Yeah. I mean, it, it also kind of feels like a, we might die, so thus must do this before yeah. death. But yeah. Okay. It, I, it felt real for me. It didn't feel staged. It didn't feel like, okay, and this is the part of the movie where the romantic stuff has to start paying. It didn't feel formulaic, uh... I mean. Kiss. Yeah, no, it didn't feel like that at all. It it felt it felt deserved like a... somehow. Yeah, it did. But you know, oh it boy, Kate doesn't working. have a lot of agency over what's happening, does she? No, but she doesn't. She doesn't have a lot of agency. What's going on? But she doesn't do a lot. A lot of people, a lot of women in that sort of situation in a movie does, which is just kind of freak out about it. She just kind of goes, "Okay, I haven't got a choice in what's happening. What do I do?" Mm. <laughs> you know, she's she's quite smart in that sense yeah. she actually pays attention and does things that are important i guess it's also not a problem to follow a strong leader especially if that leader has been characterized as making good decisions and being responsible all movie yeah it it works and i like it so anyway billy grabs a baseball bat this time if he's going to swing something around uh, it's not going to be a sword because he doesn't know how to use a sword but he's an nope. all-american boy and he knows how to beat things to death with a baseball bat probably <laughs> Yeah. That's what this movie's um, telling me. Yeah. Well, he swings a sword like a baseball bat, so it only stands to reason that he can swing a baseball bat. Yeah, like Billy, baseball bat. Billy grabs it, and then Kate finds some kind of control room, I guess, and starts flipping switches. Of the type. Which, which is fine. turns on some advertising for uh, <laughs> imported snowplow. <laughs> I mean... This bit is like actually, I quite like this. I like this whole funny. It's quite a funny section. It is great, and especially when she realizes that Gizmo's gone, and then you realize what Gizmo's doing. 
Yep. And that car. But first, more product placement for this time for Popular Doll and Popular Doll branded Horse Doll. Yeah. There's also an E.T. reference. Yep. Yep. There's also a popular alien movie reference. Yep. Another Spielberg movie. Yep. Anyway. And that one I don't mind, because that Spielberg is the producer here, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's that Spielberg just kind of plugging Spielberg, which is totally cool. I'm okay with that. Uh, As Kate tries a bunch of uh, switches on the switchboard, one of them turns on the garden department's fountain. Yep. Uh, bad foreshadowing there, isn't it? Well, not bad foreshadowing, but that's definitely a warning. Well, that, oh, that is the least go good wrong. thing to do. Yep, but I don't. none of those switches are labelled. So Problematic. I'm not really surprised. Like, that's that's bad health and safety, that, that the labels, there are no labels on those switches. If somebody, I mean, if the if the only thing that they do is turn on and off the water and on and off the lights and on and off the sound, then it's not really a health and safety yeah. issue. It's just, well, it's confusing for no reason. Yeah, it's badly labeled and you should get on with the labeling because you need the labels. Have an intern do it. Also, Hi- but the thing is, if you don't know that those labels, those switches are specific, specific places, yeah. if somebody goes, turn off the one... For like the kids' department, there's a light bulb that needs changing. Yeah, you turn it off, and then someone comes in and goes, "Oh, that light switch is on." They don't know off. They don't specifically know where it's for, so they might just go, "Oh, okay, I have no idea about this person changing light bulb. Flick it on." Oh, I agree. I agree entirely. I'm suggesting it doesn't take much to hire a local kid from the high school and say, "Right, your job today. I'll pay you fifty bucks, and you label just all the label switches." This shit. <laughs> right. Great. Do that. Yeah, that is your job, mate. So. Yeah. Stripe is now in the hardware store department and is throwing circular ba- circular saw blades at alarming speed. Yeah. Ha- he, he's slightly terrifyingly strong. He half embeds this thing into Jiprock. Yep. Which definitely is something that you want to run away from. <laughs> Not the Jiprock. The, the, the fact that blade. he's able to throw this thing with that kind of force. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, it's, it's it's the first time where they're presented as any as like menacing rather than just like jokerish yeah. in their randomness, right? Yeah, and it it kind of shows at that point. I think that's partly where the Mogwai thing comes from. I want to, I really want to say, like, I want to believe that anyway. Is that they are called that because of what they can become, not because of what they are in their youngest age. Like their their fluffy stage. I guess maybe. I guess maybe. Still, now in the sporting goods section, Billy gets hit with a baseball from one of those pitching machines directly in the spine. Yeah. Uh, he becomes Oof. paralyzed from the neck down. End movie. Roll credits. Uh, so now stuck in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. For real? Do you have any idea how f- those things can pitch at a hundred and twenty kilometers per hour? That's 100 Jesus. miles per hour for you uh, colonial types. Thank you. Because <laughs> I don't know kilometers to per hour to miles per hour. Which is funny because I'm the colonial type and Canadian as compared to the British one. That's funny. Yeah. So, well, you know, but like for real, those pitching machines are intended to pitch up to speeds that are major league. And those things yeah. can go like oh, 100 shit. miles per hour, 95 miles per hour. If you get beamed with one of those things in the spine. Yeah. You're not getting up uh... for a minute. No, well, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't get he does up stand. for a minute, but like when <laughs> yeah. I say, I mean, understand my dramatic understatement here. I mean, you're you've undergone serious injury. 
Yeah. I mean, it's movie language. It's movie land. They get away with things. He has an adamantium spine. He does. Really. That's fine. He's Wolverine. So these things. Yeah. So he's thrown back into glass shelving and uh, just beaten into a pulp. Yeah, which is lovely. And mm. shot in the bicep with a crossbow bolt. Which doesn't seem to be anywhere nearby or causing him any issues in like a few seconds. But Yeah, you should not be able to bend that arm in a minute. No. And he should also, be Also, why a does lot this more... store have Sorry, like ahead. proper crossbows? Why does this Emporium have proper crossbows? Sporting goods. Oh, sorry, it's America. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you can buy those in Canada too. You can't buy them in the UK. Well, you can. Uh, in the UK, you can. It's just that it's. Uh, I don't oh, know what the rules are on crossbows, actually, but I know you can buy them in the UK. Yeah, no, I mean, you just can't buy them that easily, like a sports. Oh no, you couldn't just walk in and be like, "One weapon, please." Yeah, one weapon, good sir. Is that the ammunition that kills uh, multiple human beings at once? Oh, great! I'll have yes. six. Please, thank you. The, uh, yeah, planning to do that. some hunting? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> um i'm not making a joke with that i'm not doing it it, don't, it don't. does but come back movie it's okay <laughs> it's safe here but he you know he he shouldn't should not be using that arm and that does not cause any issues bear in mind this doesn't take away from the fact that i love this movie it's just some bits in it i'm like you shouldn't be able to do that uh yeah i mean some of it i think maybe is cultural but some of it some is of also it. I, I, uh, if I'm misunderstanding American culture, I'm, I'm hoping someone is going to tell me. But also, it's a, like a perfectly normal thing to find a crossbow in a sporting goods store, though that one is quite small. That's a baby crossbow. That's a crossbow for midgets. Well, that's a hand crossbow. It's like uh, you, you can find or those. Or a crossbow but, for ants. You know. Yeah, but it's small enough for the gremlin to hold, and the gremlin is shown as being like half the height of a human. So it would have to be a child crossbow. I guess that might be, yeah, like a hand crossbow. A child's hand crossbow. Yeah, I guess maybe, yeah. Again, slightly concerning. Uh, You can buy those. But yeah. So shoots him in the arm with the crossbow. Yeah, uh, with with the crossbow, with the weapon intended to be used by children. And now Stripe has a chainsaw, (laughs) which which Billy blocks with a wooden baseball bat. Yeah. Luffy, have you I ever was... have you ever used a chainsaw? I have used a circular saw. Yeah, so pretty similar. I've used a chainsaw. And um if you if you're got if you just got a bat it wouldn't stop it. It wouldn't stop it. But, you know, uh it absolutely shouldn't have worked, but I guess movies plus uh baseball bat is code for America number 1. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Go America. Why when I first saw that, after however many years, I was thinking, well, that's not possible. Because obviously, when you're younger, you don't think about that sort of stuff quite as much. Um, and I just kind of went, well, maybe it's a steel baseball bat. Nope, nope, it's not. A steel would be super unusual for a baseball bat. Uh, the, Aluminium. Yeah, well, that sort of came about as a thing in the mid-90s. I remember it being a new oh, thing in the mid-90s. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, but like, but they've always they've always been banned in uh, pro competitions. Fun fact: because you give something like a carbon fiber or an aluminium bat to a pro, and it's just a, it's a home run every time. Oh, like they they're that. so efficient 
that they tra- they transfer force so efficiently that a pro can hit it out of the park every single time, and it makes the game more boring because every time they hit it, they get a home run. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that that would be a decidedly less interesting game to watch. Actually. I mean, it would be cool as an exhibition, but not necessarily as a proper sporting event. No, yeah. It's almost like so if you seek high performance at any cost, you sort of end up self-defeating yeah. the sport that you're attempting to compete at. Which is not good. It's not Who would have thought? No. So Kate has managed to find... Sorry, uh, Sorry go ahead. That. Oh yeah, Kate's managed to find the light switch, isn't she? Well, she... At this point. She has given up in this pursuit and instead has just torn the safety cover off of the circuit breaker. Fair. And just starts just turning everything on that makes sense kind of except the part where she was able to turn on some systems but not others and this is like the main breaker board and she has turned everything on i don't know was some stuff not on maybe some stuff wasn't on but like they left on the they didn't so they the lights are controlled by the main breaker but the radio or the the sound is controlled from a separate system and so is the garden thing Apparently, I, I that I think I think that was just. Uh... I think they're just looking for an excuse to make things dramatic, and they found one. Yeah. Because in the moment, I didn't mind. No, you don't mind when you're watching it, and then afterwards, you're like, but what? It's because we're overanalyzing the film. Oh yeah, really. and we're looking for jokes. If we're looking for jokes, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find jokes. But in the moment, I really didn't mind this. I was just like, oh, okay, no. cool, she found it. It was kind of it added to the suspense and worked. But also, it well, was a plot device as compared well. to the last couple of films we watch the really super horrible ones this is like i'm more when the when the movie is when the movie is bringing me up to speed with its level and respecting me as an audience member i'm willing to forgive a lot of bullshit oh yeah totally and they do with this and it was i mean again it's spielberg he knew what he was doing with directing he did he does i guess producing who was the director on this one uh, let's 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 not call this a Spielberg picture, though he was, of course, the producer and had some executive say over stuff. Uh, let let's give the director their due. Uh, Joe Dante. I don't know who that is, but Joe Dante, so far, like it. He's done a few things. Not, uh, I'm not sure anything with a howling. <laughs> Checking maybe years. Did the second Gremlins? Kate has managed to find and pull the safety cover off the circuit breaker, and just in time, since Stripe is stunned by this and dragged by the chainsaw all the way to the gardening department where the fountain is. Because that's how chainsaws work. That was word for word the note I had, yes. (laughs) Look, it's true. Chainsaws are not wheels. Just to be, I mean, they are wheels, no. but if you just lay it down like that and your chainsaw locomotes, then your chainsaw is a bad chainsaw and you should not buy yeah. that one. Or you should return it to the shop for repairs. Like When you it, lay it down, the blade should stand proud of the ground such that it does, that you don't cut anything that don't need cutting. Yep. That's how that works, guys. So, Again. aside from anything else, if you put this thing on the ground and pull the cord to start the to turn over the engine, mm. you don't want it, it to it. then leap across the ground. No, that seems like the opposite of what you want a chainsaw to do when it's running. 
That is the exact opposite of what you want a chainsaw to do when it's running. Unless you are Stripe, in which case it has worked rather well for him. Yeah, I mean, this store does stock some very interesting (laughs) DIY items, I have to say. I I mean, if you're in the hardware department, yeah, you could find a chainsaw in the hardware department. No, what I mean is, is, is they, they, you know, they've got the check the the tiny ass crossbow. <laughs> oh yeah, so in the <laughs> sporting goods section, children. they've got crossbows and guns, and in the uh, so pretty much they have whatever. I I think you're un, you're mis, you're you're underestimating just the eclectic crap that's in a North American mall. Emporium, yeah. Also stocked specifically by Emporium. Oh yeah. Oh no, we're not at Emporium anymore. This is uh, this is mall. Oh, is this mall? Uh, yeah, we're at Main Street Mall. You know, oh, the one on Main Street? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. We're changed locations. Sorry. It's just across the road from fast food restaurant. <laughs> but, yeah. Is that it? That's is that an insistent gag now? Is that how that works? It's become an insistent gag. Are, are yeah. we just going to keep repeating it over and over until it's still funny? <laughs> was was it sure ever funny? funny but... It was funny at the start. I'm not sure how funny people are going to find it now. But we'll find out. I'm not sure how funny I find it now. Let's stop doing that. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so that chainsaw drags in, coincidentally, to the garden department. Oh, no. That's where the fountain is. Yep. That's not what we need. Fortunately, Billy has arrived. But Stripe has a gun now. Yep. Uh, that's not good. Which is, you know, he does know the word gun. He does. So, uh, this one's actually reasonably realistic because, like, let's remind ourselves pre Columbine US, they you could totally yeah. buy a gun and ammunition in the same store on the same day. Easily. Uh, de- with, with, I mean, depending on the state, this, right? But, like, we don't know yeah. where these guys are. No. They're, they're on Main Street USA, which could be anywhere. It's <laughs> the whole point. So, uh, Stripe. Is a terrible shot though, and that's great for yeah. Billy. I mean, that's understandable. He is a small gremlin holding another small gun. That gun is also small. Uh, that one's about right size. Is it okay? Yeah, no, so some it's not guns a gun are for just a small. child. <laughs> not a gun, another child gun. Uh, uh well, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm a terrible human being. Yeah, yeah, um, you are. That's okay though. Uh yeah, so he does that, and then Gizmo, Gizmo, fantastic little Gizmo, Gizmo, who is a slightly better human being than you, Movie. Yep, only slightly. (laughs) I'm sorry, that felt mean. That's fine. It's I was following your joke. (laughs) I was following your joke, and I don't mean it. You should also not feed me after midnight or get me. I Movie can't finish that joke. Movie, (laughs) Movie, do you realize what you've done? You have outdone the nog. <laughs> I know. You have outnogged the nog. I don't know how much. I don't know how we continue after this point, Mufi. I think we've reached peak podcast. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> the worst part is, I just—I literally I mean, you walked into the nog joke, and I just—I I just waltzed into that. Oh, you? I, sh- I didn't. I'm convinced, Mufi, that you understood exactly where you were going, and I don't hate it. I didn't. It was funny. Meanwhile... I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so we're right at the end of the movie now, which is just as well, yeah. because this is, I think, the longest episode we've ever recorded together. And Close on. 
Mr. Peltzer arrives back in town just in time, and his dog jumps out of the window to find Billy. Meanwhile, Billy has reached Stripe, and Stripe is a terrible shot, and Stripe starts spawning more gremlins. Or tries or to. It's tempting to spawn more gremlins. And Gizmo arrives uh, on in the car that is associated with the brand of uh, of girl branded doll toy. And uh, Gizmo arrives Female to save brand the doll. D- girl brand tall toy. Girl brand doll toy is now a t shirt. <laughs> Hi, would you this. like girl brand or boy brand toy? We have both toys. Do you want a third type of what? There is no other type of toy. There's boy brand and girl brand. Yep. So Stripe starts uh, spawning more gremlins, trying to, and follows the most amazing, most awesome, most gruesome, most technically fucking magnificent, and most batshit insane creature deaths I have ever seen. This object existed. Mufi. Somebody made that. The best part is, is he's the only one in the movie that actually dies to sunlight. Like, <laughs> that's it. He's the only one. It's Mufi. I don't know if... We... It's not me. This is so good. This is so good. It is. Like, the practical effects in some of this movie is just so banging. This is... I Such a fan. Again, I cannot think of a place where I have seen better animatronics or better puppetry. No. Either on a dramatic level in its use in the story or in its technical achievement. I cannot think of a single other place where it beats this. No, I, I honestly, no. I mean, I would argue Aliens has some amazing scenes, but you haven't seen it, so you wouldn't be able to judge yet. Oh, right. We need to remind me to remind you to remind me to add it to the list later. Aliens is already on the list. Oh, excellent. Not all four of them, as you thought there was only one. I thought there was only two. There were four. I thought there was Alien and Aliens. As we wrap up. Resurrection. The news is report. Mufi, was this all just mass hysteria all along? Oh, yeah, no. The entire town was imagining this creepy little, yeah. I, that is just one of those things that makes me laugh because whenever you have something in a movie or in a TV show that is unexplained and strange, it's always, always explained away as mass hysteria. Yeah, because next episode they need to be able to go back to zero. Yeah. But the, the police officers, those two both saw the thing and like their car flipped due to. Yeah, but, and they're still calling it. But it's not clear that it? they're dead. No. They might just be real I mean, badly hurt. I'm hoping they're just real badly hurt, but like Dead would ex- you never know. Dead would explain why nobody, because anybody who's seen the Gremlins is either the Peltzer family or the police officers. Nobody seems to have seen them. I guess Kate, you know, but yeah, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because um, what's her face, Mrs. Yeah, but she's not Beagle. around anymore. No, everyone has like, actually who, seen them. Who could report dead. to a newscaster is what I mean. Who could you point a camera at after the fact and be like, so what happened? And they would be able to Next tell to you no what one. actually happened. Yeah, literally Lex and I won. Like, so, like four yeah. people and they're all related to one another. Yeah. Also, this uh, this Chinese grandfather is back now and not terribly impressed that no. uh, oh. I think the exact line is, oh, this is the guy who sold me the 
the the mogwai sold is a very interesting choice of words as he takes yeah. 200 dollars in cash and throws it onto their couch at which point it's just like you know i'm taking it back and the mum's just like oh yeah okay it's fine here's a box great thank you well i mean i guess my son's pet i guess they're all a little bit like oh no gizmo we like that one though yeah he's cute and adorable and this wasn't awful it was stuff happened and we tried to stop it and we fixed it but but uh, again seen from grandpa's uh perspective he wants his mogwai back because seriously fuck these guys they showed up as a shop, yeah. tried to buy his thing that was not for sale. He told him it wasn't for sale. They've they've tricked his grandson into buying it anyway. Yeah. And then like, they tri- fucking do the three things well, they're not supposed trick- to do. He didn't trick the grandson into selling it. The grandson was like, look, we never sell anything and we need the money. So, like, just just take it. I get you. I doubt the grandfather would see it that way. No, but, like, it, it wasn't. What you say there is a whole trick in the grandson. It wasn't tricking the grandson. The grandson chose to do it. I understand you, but once again, if you, if this is a if this is my grandson, or if I'm putting myself in that position, all I'm saying is yeah. I don't blame the grandson for a smarmy salesman who has convinced him to. You see what I mean? Yeah. No, I entirely get you on that. One. So, like, I think we're saying the same thing, but like, who is it blame? Yeah, sort of academic because they give Gizmo back yeah. to him because. He they did uh effectively sort of steal him. Essentially, yeah. So he's super pissed at all of them except Billy because he Billy he reckons Billy he's fine. Yeah, and sad times. Before you go, as a as a way of apology, sir, I'm, I feel real broken up about this. Here's a smokeless ashtray. Yeah, smokeless, smoking a pancake, smoking a pancake. Have you been Smoke, smoking? Smokeless ashtray. Yep, which is, I, I love the fact that the guy is just like, yeah, no, these are fantastic. Oh yeah, the guy at the gas station, the guy at gas station he tried to, tried sell, to sell it to me. <laughs> it's just like, mate, if you'd seen the state of the gas station, why would you buy it? Yeah, <laughs> well, I think free. he just showed up and guy at gas station was like, I better offload this because otherwise I've spent money on yeah. something that's bullshit. I'm going to offload it on the first guy I can convince. Kind of fair, that's my that's my read on it and this guy's like ah oh, height of technology very generous of you well maybe less generous than you think buddy yeah just just a bit but you know and we fade out over some really lovely good? scenery and matte paintings as grandfather leaves with gizmo and we get like a voiceover that's like so if you ever have a problem with technology it might be gremlins I'm like that wasn't. Yeah, just turn the lights on. That wasn't and... the point of the movie at all. But okay. No, fucking go for it, mate. I... That's the end, and we've no. been recording for three hours, which is a record for us. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Movie. Oh dear. Is this yes. a movie that you think that? Uh, ask me questions yes. about the movie. I mean, other than the uh, the obviously practical effects, because we know how much you love the practical. Oh, effects. they're so good. You know. Do, do you do you wish you'd seen this movie sooner? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sort of surprised that I haven't. I think this is another one of these ones that was overhyped to me. I thought, eh, I guess uh, I probably, like, everyone seems to love it, but whatever. I'll get around to it when I get around to it, right? I didn't. And then it took you till 2020. I get it. It's, it's charming. I like it. I don't know if it's top 10 for me, but it's a charming, good movie. I, if this is PG, wow, do I ever see the need for PG-13. Oh, yeah. 
Totally. Like parents at a certain point, parents, I think, need a little bit more information than, hey, you should maybe understand that there's stuff in this movie. Because if uh, if you're bringing your eight year old to see this. Yeah. And the violence isn't forecast. It sort of sneaks up and there's like, hey, this thing's just going to die in a blender. Sudden violence. Yeah. That that's kind of a there's some unintentionally sofa hiding moments in this, I think. Yeah. Especially if you're young, like the older you get, the less you. Well, remember, ratings for films, age ratings were kind of new in the 80s, right? Like we take it for granted now that they're everywhere. But like the idea of putting an age rating on art was weird, right? Just a bit. But yeah. Hour, I guess we're used to it, but it would be as weird today yeah. as saying like, "Oh, we should really put an age uh, rating on books." Yeah, that would be weird, right? And that's what people were saying at the time. Like, no, you don't get to put an age rating on artistic works. Sorry, you you don't no. get to put an age rating on paintings. You don't get to put it on cinema. But because there's a mass market uh, aspect to it, I guess they decided. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, a rating doesn't predispose people to not seeing it it just gives parents an ability to discern what is and is not uh, yeah. appropriate for their children so if we're giving information kind of age rating, uh, if it's an information thing then you're fine so you know and if there's penalties for like a 12 year old trying to sneak into an 18 rated movie then all right you know yeah but yeah eh. I see the need, right? Because there were a couple of moments in there that are going to stick in my memory, and I'm a grown-ass oh, man. Yeah. I'd hope so. Supposedly. <laughs> Theoretically, yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like, I, if I were eight and watching this, I think I would I think I would have hidden behind the sofa a bit, you know? Yeah, just a bit. Like, it, it does have some real kind of, like, oh, shit moments, but you get that. Yeah. I thought it was excellent. I really did. And if I, I would call this a, I would call this PG 13. I would say like, yeah, if your kid oh, is yeah. below 13, you really want to, you're going to want to watch this whole thing before you have them watch it. Exactly. And it's, I, I just like it. It's good. It's charming. It's, uh, it comes across as joyful. I can tell that the people who made this love making this. And I like that in any art. I like the, I like feeling, the sense that the people who made it are passionate about the thing that they made. And yeah, yeah. it strikes me as a movie that people who made it together would watch together and be like, I was, you remember working in the shop that day? God, the model shop was crazy. Wasn't it in a way that maybe yeah. on, uh, on blood rain people in even the people in the costume department would have been, might watch the movie and go, well, at least the clothes were good. Which yeah, it was. I just thought it was a very good movie. Frankly. I like Gremlins. Yeah, is this like one of your favorites? And have I just said yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Oh no. I, the thing is, is, everyone has their own different views. And for me, this is one of my favorites because I just I I love the character design and I think it's cute as fuck. Oh yeah. But like, yeah, it makes you happy. Like I'm not gonna. Oh, I was I no, was howling with you. laughter on several occasions on the first watch through. Let's be clear. Oh, yeah. Right. I enjoyed my time with the movie. Yeah, and it's good. And it, it is one of, as I say, legitimately one of my favorite movies, just because I like it. I, I, I'm a big fan of it. I like the character design. I like the puppetness things. But that's just me. We likes the puppetses. 
So, but at, we're not going to talk too much more about it. I think we've been unusually in depth, which is like even crazier than usual for us. Yeah, which is yeah. I mean, it is fucking mental. It's but, not yeah. a long movie. We've spent twice as long talking about the movie as the movie is. Yeah, well, they, oh god, yeah, we have as well. <laughs> I know that's not hyperbole. Literally, we're at the three-hour mark now, recording-wise. The episode's yep. probably not going to be that long. No, because there was a whole section that we had to cut out. Yeah, that's okay though. It's it's fun. So, Mufi, Mufi, as yeah. we leave, let's remind everybody that we have a Patreon now, and you can we do yeah. Where can they find the Patreon? You can find it at patreon.com forward slash one for Paul. And you can find us on Twitter at one for Paul. And you can, yeah. if you want to order like the weirdest, creepiest, amazing deer head <laughs> picture on some various stuff. I, ha- I bought a sticker from it and it was yeah. reasonably priced and I got it and I'm trying to find something suitably, suitably good to stick the sticker to. If you want one of those. Yeah, I think you should like. We're pretty badass. Yeah. Where do they go for those, Mufi? Uh, You go to uh, etsy.com forward slash Mufi Makes. And that's all we've got for you this week. Thank you for listening to One for Paul. Yep. Uh, Thank you for joining us again and listening to our ramblings. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You should also not feed me after midnight or get me. PG, ladies and gentlemen. Eee.